And Cleveland Moto is rolling. Perfect. Uh, so we have got uh, a massive, massive crew today. Uh, to my left is... Tim Humphling. To his left. Steve Hoffer. Pete Humphling. Oscar. Johnny Mack. Johnny Grome. Dustin Elliott. Sleepy Cinch. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Hey, we have... Uh, I know that anybody who watches my Facebook page knows that <laughs> last week... I was, like, I was like, oh, turn your vibrators to silent. The uh, okay. The uh, anybody who watches my Facebook page knows that uh, a couple of days ago I went down to a dealer's auction, and the dealer's auction had 964 bikes for sale. So yeah, we need a picture of the the crew here. The uh, um, you said uh, 1,105 in your Facebook. Page it was actually so you know. well, and that was the thing is a lot of bikes were added to the auction that aren't yeah. on this list. Ah, so we if you were this? if you're a dealer. There you go. I'm in it. Nope. Show notes. You can see the camera. The camera can't see you. Chrome can swing around and get between Hempfling and Hopper. He's enjoying it. Please. Do it. Oh, it's a perfectly good, good camera, though. <laughs> I mean, uh. There you go. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> All right. So that was it. I mean, I forgot we were actually just recording for that. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. was us taking the show notes photo. So you're like, <laughs> what the fuck happened there? That was yeah. terrible. 964 yeah. bikes. 1,105. Registered. Uh, there were 964 bikes registered in the show. Uh, when you go there. So to give you an idea, this is a dealer's only auction. The vast majority of the bikes in this room are repossessed bikes that are coming in from various different leasing companies, coming in from Honda, coming in from whatever. There's a lot of them that are insurance company, maybe insurance company write-offs. Uh, you'll have some of that stuff. And some of them are just dealers who want to get rid of some inventory. They just want to make some inventory disappear. And when you, uh, when you sign in, they're going to check your credentials. They're going to make sure. Now, in the state of Ohio um, and for auctions like Mannheim's and auctions like Copart, you actually have to have a bidder ID. So they're going to look at your your personal credentials and register you as a bidder. But then if you're a dealer, you also have to present them with adequate dealer credentials, and then you'll get a card. And uh, it's a bid access card. So then you can, your, your basically credentials are registered with those companies so that you don't need to re-register to attend every single event. And in the case of this one that I attended, it's National Power Sports Auctions. Uh, they run these every month they have a different auction the building i was in was fucking gigantic easily fit two or three football fields in the building okay so the point is it's about 900 yards uh the building roof line of the building i'm gonna say was 300 300 yards i'm gonna say the roof line from the one side to the other side of the building is probably 750 feet the width of the building is probably 600 feet damn okay that's a lot of fucking space um no less than yeah like like benny's beverage store um no less than 18 roll-up doors um you could it's in cincinnati Cincinnati. this is in cincinnati north of the city and it looks like a space roughly the size of like where the show is at the IX Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. really huge. You could fit every bit. Everything that happens now, our IX Center happens in a building that our our motorcycle show is using less than a quarter yes. of the uh, facility. Yeah. But you could easily take our motorcycle show and put it in this building, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, this is a this is a company that does this for profit. This is a business. 
So they take very good care of you. They want you to come back and, and do this over and over again. Uh, and they are cons- way out in front as far as being the industry standard. National Power Sports Auctions is a big deal. They have uh, six or seven locations nationwide, and Cincinnati's the closest one to where we live. Okay, And what I did was I drove down there the day before. The day before every auction, you get a uh, viewing day. So you can go down there and you can check the product out. Wait, can I go down there? If you're a registered dealer. dealer so there. I can't go down Unless there. Unless you're with a registered dealer who says I may be able it. to go down there. Okay. So this uh, the point I was I, the point I was making four hour car drive. This isn't this isn't anybody can just go, you have to be a dealer or registered dealer. That's correct. And there are other auctions. <laughs> Copart or Copart, depending on who where you're from, they do civilian auctions. I mean that's the thing that, that you can participate in. Um, there are other companies that do motorcycle auctions. This particular one is specifically for dealers. And the reason it's for dealers, it's, it's because there's a lot less dicking around involved. Yeah. A dealer is going to come into the operation already with flooring, which means I've got a Wells Fargo account that says I can make up to $250,000 worth of purchases without anybody even making a phone call. So when I go in there and I bid on shit, they know it's getting paid for. Everything has to be funded within 24 hours of being bid. What are the fun- what funding sources can you use? I'm sure they'll use uh, any established flooring company, which used to be GE. GE's been bought out by Wells Fargo. There are a number of other flooring companies, or maybe you could just have a line of credit with them. What about cash? I mean, you could certainly cash. Oh, absolutely. Or, I mean, well, you could absolutely you cash. Visa? Can. I mean, can you just use a No, you can't use Visa. You can't do a credit card. You're not. They're not going to let you buy a $20,000 motorcycle on a 3% charge on their credit card, yeah, on your right. credit card. They're not in the business to do that. That's why it's dealers only. Less fucking around with people who don't have their shit together. Um, if you're in the building, it's assumed that you are a dealer and you have your shit somewhat together. You're a professional. Right. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. You get access to things. Plus, that dealers are more likely government. to grab up like four or five or a group of bikes. <laughs> Not just the So they're dealing right. with one person and they're going to have a chunk of bikes. That's you know, the whole yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too, how populated this event is. Because for a thousand bikes, a thousand fucking bikes, if each person bought ten bikes, that means there's a hundred dealers in the room. Well, then I didn't hold my end up because I bought five bikes, right? So there would have to be 200 of me, right? And I saw some people left there with one or two bikes. Now, but the way they do it and the way that they can get as much turn as they can get is these bikes are going at NADA wholesale. And this is where you have to get your head around the concept of what is the bike going to cost? This, I mean, this event is not an event where you go in and get bikes for free. This is a bike, you know, this is, you're taking some fucking chances. First of all, you don't know the inventory. You don't know that bike. You've never met it before. Sight unseen. Unless you get your ass down there 24 hours early and walk around and check the bike out, physically inspect it. Do they run? Well, they're supposed to. And if they don't, they're supposed to tell you. Now... They will, in the, in the briefing that you go to, they, they tell you that we do our very best to describe the bikes as accurately as possible. However, you are buying these bikes as is, where is. There is no warranty expressed or implied. The magic thing is, and I will give them all the credit in the world for this, out of damn near a 1,000 motorcycles, there were maybe eight or nine that you couldn't walk up to, press the start button, and hear it fire up. And that means the six mechanics that work there 
their 100% full-time job is taking a repoed bike and making it run. Make run. Make fucking run. And I was shocked that I was able to walk up to a motorcycle, press the button, and have that fucking thing start when I know that seven or eight assholes ahead of me went up and pressed that button and made it start within the past two hours. You look, they have a little ether can. Heaven killed the battery. When you hit the throttle, it squirts some ether. So instead of ran when parked, it's ran when started. Ran when started, (laughs) exactly. Do they take care of, like, like, when you have it, like, all the paperwork, so you get a title when you leave it? Every bike in here, so on the list, on the right column of the list, it's going to say title status, and it'll say... West mm-hmm. Virginia repo. Mm-hmm. It'll say Ohio title. It'll say salvage title. It'll say whatever the status of the title is. And that part they are guaranteeing to be accurate. If it says CMG, that means the title's coming. Mm-hmm. That means that there's a title. They've confirmed there's a title, and it's on its way. When you buy that bike in about a week or two, you'll get the title in the mail. So that begs the question, then, where are all these bikes coming from? Um, a lot of them are coming from the various different banks and the various different skip tracing companies that chase down the bank's that were nice enough to loan you money to buy that bike. Um, and what's bizarre is there were bikes in the building, 2018 Harley-Davidson's. New. I was going to say, are there new bikes? New. Brand new. Bikes. Yes. new. Yeah, there's a... New. Wow. I mean, you look at the column of I mean, the Bible we're not there. that far into the, to, in the 2018 how, right now. How fucked up are you that you managed to get to your dealership back in August when those 2018 Harley-Davidson's landed? You bought the bike... And you didn't pay one fucking <coughs> payment after the time you bought it until today, you know, mid-April. And that thing is picked up, transported to NPA in various cities all over America, and now being sold. There were a number of bikes that were 2018 units Jeez. that are competitive with anything else brand new on the floor. So, so these bikes were... Hundreds of Harleys doing that, or was that just a scam? Well, there were over everybody. 500 Harleys in the auction. 500 <coughs> Harley uh, so Davidson. over 50% of the yeah. auction were Harley Davidson. Yes. Yeah. Over 50%. There's a lot. There's a over lot. Over 50%. Yeah. Were there any dealer liquidations? Like a dealer went out of business and they scooped up all their... Or they... Yes. Because I visited all those Motoguzis that used to surround us a couple of weeks ago mm. when we were doing our podcast. <laughs> all of my bikes were back in the side of the warehouse. So this was just pre-gaming. What's that? Pre-gaming for next weekend. Well, no, they're all there because they have to go somewhere. Right. You know, they don't have... The the auction doesn't move from building to building. Right, right. So in this back corner of the building, they had something like 25 slingshots. I saw the picture. Yeah. That's going to be another auction. So How what often I would do they run this auction? I'm sorry? How often? Every 30 days. Oh. So every 30 wow. days... I would totally buy a slingshot. But every 30 days or 900 <laughs> bikes that... No, no. It goes quarterly. So this particular auction is the dealer's massive auction. Multiple brands, every brand, right? Every brand, plus golf carts, plus quads, Mm -hmm. plus side-by-sides, right? 1,000 things that would be considered power sports. There were no less than 20 jet skis, and I use the term jet ski as a universal term for something personal watercraft you had some right? prior experience I have. buying a jet ski I have. These auctions. Yep. and uh, you know for anybody who pays <clears throat> attention i haven't been to one of these auctions in probably 15 years between 12 and 15 years i haven't had the need to because mm-hmm. i've had no shortage of inventory i'm trade-ins coming in but now that we've relinquished the Gucci line we've given up the Gucci line we've had 30 bikes leave our showroom we got to replace that as we talked about in previous podcasts the goal of our shop is to have interesting motorcycles 
And you can see four of the five bikes that I bought are very fucking interesting. Yes, okay. they are. I'll give you Mission that. accomplished. Mission accomplished. Right. We have yep. got some interesting motorcycles. If you'd have brought that Honda Odyssey back, we'd have been very interested in it. But it I'm was sure twenty eight hundred dollars. Twenty eight hundred good reasons not to buy it. There were twenty. There were two <laughs> Honda Odysseys. These were the two hundred and fifty cc Odysseys. One was a nineteen seventy seven. One was a seventy nine. They look. The 77 was in extremely good condition. The 79 was in showroom condition. Wow. No scratches in the footwell. The Honda sticker that says preserve nature and all the warnings was all in perfect condition. So where did those... That had to come from like a dealer that was... It was a dealer that decided that they... Got liquidated? It's a dealer that was actually quite smart. Because in mid-Ohio, you or I might have paid 900 bucks for those. Right. Right. If I got one of those bikes, I mean, I bought super crazy low mileage ATVs and ATCs and shit before, paid 700, 900 bucks for them. Right. So we know that, that those Odysseys would never have cleared a grand at Mid Ohio. You're probably right on that. Mm. Okay. So that dealer, knowing that it was the freak of the week, that it was the one thing at the NPA auction that was like, ooh, this is a so lot exciting. With, a lot of guys with a sweet tooth for something like that. That's right. It was just weird enough to win. And what happens is it went down there and it got twenty eight hundred fucking dollars, plus a one hundred and fifty dollar buyer's fee. That means the dealer that supplied that to NPA, he walked his takeaway was like twenty three hundred fucking dollars. He lost his fifteen percent on the listing, his consignment. But do you think he could have got twenty five hundred dollars for that in his showroom? Fuck no, he couldn't, and he couldn't have got twenty five hundred for it at Mid Ohio. So that dude's crazy like a fox. I wonder if those ever hit eBay first. You know what I mean? Could you have done better on eBay? Well, I'm going to tell you about the the Van Van, the Suzuki Van Van. That's brand new fucking inventory, guys. We can't. Nobody's going to sit there and debate that. Well, I don't know. They're four or five years old now. The Kelly Blue Book could be wrong. No, if you're riding a Van Van, it still smells like the dealership. This Van Van that was there had 126 miles on it. It's clearly a dealer demo item. They sold it. They brought it here to sell it. The price that it went for was goddamn near retail. Good for that dealer. Whoever the dealer was decided among his repoed items, or among the items that he decided he wanted to do. Now, anybody can list. Dude, you want to list, bring a bike down a week before the auction, make sure you've got a title for it, You've got eight bikes in your garage, and you want to make them go away. You're just like, you know, peed off the street. Take it down to NPA. You know what you got there? You got two or 300 qualified buyers in the building. Nobody's going to kick tires in front of your house. Nobody's going to ask for a test ride in front of your house. Your shit's out with a bunch of other shit. And if your shit's weird enough or good enough, somebody's going to buy it. And it is a lot of buck fever. There's a lot of that whole, like... I gotta go home with something. Oh, I'm not going home empty-handed. Yeah, I brought all this trailer. I can't go home without something, <laughs> and it's fucking true. And you know, the first the first twelve or fifteen items that list, people are really holding back. They're not diving in yet, and the the bidding went. Uh, it took a while for the wheels to get up. Now, when you've got this, I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to try to verbally describe this as best I can. So they you call. Let us down yet. Okay. <laughs> it's my job. It's my job to paint a picture. Using you're, just you're going in long form. Yeah. Well, we have to. Watercolors, so, please. Watercolors, right. 
So now we got this building, and they have these different, they call them rows, but that's wrong. Okay, a row is basically a brand. There's the Harley-Davidson row, okay? There's the Metro Cruisers row. There's the Sport Bike row. There's the Quads row, and there's the uh, Golf Carts row. Or I think the Quads and Golf Carts are the same, but it doesn't matter for the sake of argument. Okay, if they were each rows, well, the Harley-Davidson row would be a mile and a half long, okay? And then the other rows would be significantly shorter. The problem is they run each of these at the same time. Mm. And that's where I made a critical mistake. I have not been to one of these auctions since I was at one a long time ago where they ran them all in one one auctioneer. Hmm. So now take this building. Do they have the guy that's like... (laughs) Glad you asked. (laughs) Glad you asked. And they do. And I've I've taken a little sample of it for you. So you can check it out. And, uh, Did you put it into auto tune too for us? Could I? <laughs> that would be awesome. I thought you'd never ask. Uh, yeah. And so we have, uh, yeah. The but this is how they do this. How they organize this is there are what I like to call four siege towers, and these are basically carts. A cart, well, a cart, a massive cart. It's about twelve feet wide. It's about. It's about 12 feet long, about 4 feet wide, and it puts this guy about 8 feet in the air. It's like a Pope car. It's a Pope car, right? And, <laughs> it, and inside the Pope car, inside the tower, I call them siege towers, inside the siege tower is a Honda generator. And there's an amplifier, hmm. and a microphone, and an internet connection, and a, two other guys on computers, and the auctioneer. And the auctioneer's up there, too. Can and you the auctioneer... phone in bid? Are there phone sorry? In? Can you phone in bid? Like, Oh, yes, because there's a simulcast auction happening on the interweb. So if this is you just have like the credentials. Exactly. So you're sitting there, and you're like, I got this shit. And in the middle of I got this shit, no, some, some guy from West Virginia is some like... Some knucklehead in California outbids you. And that creates its own problem. Because they can't see the bike online. They can see like eight pictures of it or 12 pictures of it. Right. But they can't see they didn't get to start the shitty up. paint job. Yeah. They can't hear the rod knocking. So they may be overbidding it. Because to them, they make an assumption it's better than it actually is. Enjoy the motorcycle. Well, here we go. Ready? $16,200. That quick. So what happened is... And it was starting around seven or eight, wasn't it? It started at $8,000. Oh, there's okay. no tension there. It's not going to make you bid more than you want. I pooped nine times. <laughs> uh, I couldn't stop going to the bathroom. Uh, it went from $9,000 to $16,200 on a Harley-Davidson. In one minute. In 41 seconds. 41 seconds. Right. So that's a $16,200 transaction that takes 41 seconds. So they're just selling these things. Do you know how long it takes me to sell a bike in the showroom here? A lot longer than 41 seconds. You should adapt that practice. I should. Yes. Four or five right. hours. That's exactly. <laughs> no, let me come People come I would say, in most cases, no less than two or three days. It would only be one bidder, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, 
You got to make appointments and let's, have you show up. Well, now here's the thing. Yeah. You just heard one auctioneer. Jeez. Remember that there's four of them in the same building at the same time. Going off. Going off. And as they're approaching different bikes, they have a girl with a flag who stands in front of the bike. And then the siege tower, the auction tower, moves along with her. Mm. And the group of assholes move along with the tower. So you kind of have to pick what row you want to target. This is a problem. Because they started them all at the same time. So at 0800 hours, they launch. Now here's my problem. If you're looking at the book, the Bible here, Mm. the, the auction book... There were bikes that, once I had the book, I, I, you, you go there and you drill down through this product. Mm-hmm. You determine what you're interested in buying out of a thousand units, and you mark them with whatever code you have, and I have a code that I use. Now, here's the problem is, in this auction, we are running uh, this two columns at the exact same time. So, column one is... Metric cruisers. As you can see, my notes in the column, if you see a square or a dot, that means it's a bike I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And you can see over the course of the first three pages, it's there's amazing. at least 100 dots. Mm-hmm. So there's 100 bikes I'm interested in, and they may be like every third or every fourth bike, give or take. Unfortunately, the sport bikes start here, and the sport bikes, you can also see That's that I've got four, maybe 20 maybe 25 more sport bikes that I'm interested in. And they're all running at the same time. Mm. So Uh, you then... You have to have more than one of you. Bingo. Bingo. (laughs) Bingo. In order to be effective... Shill bidder. No, not sure. No, it's not a shill. Just multiple people. Multiple people representing one shot. If you're an employee, you can bid. So then you have to get really particular because if I'm bidding for you, i got to have a price. What we have to do, and then here's how we get to that. I'm glad you brought it up. What's your limit? Winner, winner, chicken dinner price. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So on the sheet, on the Bible, on the book that they give you, there's a you know 40 pages of paper all stapled together and about 50 or 60 bikes on each page. Give, you know, Do the math. And so it says um, auction number, lot number, one, you know, 1,005, um, 2016 Honda, VT750C2BG Shadow Phantom. Okay, all the Honda's getting like Harley Davidson now because it's not just a Shadow 750 anymore. It's a Shadow Fury Testa Dark Fury whatever Dark. There's a lot of letters after a bike, but that way you can actually slash Chrome. Well, but you can actually take that number very easily using your Google, your laptop, or your cell phone device. Type just that number into Google and know exactly what the fuck they're talking about. So good for them for giving you that listing. How many miles are on it? Either the miles or the hours. That bike has 1,901 miles on it. The VIN, it gives you the last seven digits of the VIN. So you could do a Carfax-type report on this bike to check it out. It gives you a condition. So the first number is 84. That's the overall condition on a 100 scale. An 84 is a really clean bike, a really, really nice mm-hmm. bike. Then it gives you a, um, uh electrical and mechanical or an engine, and that would be, on this bike, it's a 9. A frame rating, on this bike, it's a 7. And then a transmission rating, which would be a 9. A 9 is usually considered to be, it's fantastic, Okay. And then it's the book value. And the book value on this bike is 45.85. Now that book value is not Kelly. That is not the Kelly blue book value of this bike. No. That is book value, which means in this industry it means it's the wholesale value of the bike. Hmm. What the bike is to a dealer. 
the dealer wholesale value. It's not low trade. It's not high retail. It's not. There's a lot of terms that the industry has molested because we have Black Book, we have Kelly Blue Book, and we have Nada Blue Book, all trying to get subscription money from dealers and peasants alike. And so they're all telling you that their information is more accurate than their competitors. They choose to use Nada. This company uses Nada. They use Nada Wholesale. And they use Nada Wholesale as an amalgam of the quality of the vehicle. So on this one, they had said that the book value of the bike was $45.85. Meaning if you're a dealer and you want to order one of these, you should pay about $45.85 for it. What could you sell it for? That's up to you and mm-hmm. the idiot you're selling it to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we you want... those consumers. Right. And it's, <laughs> it really is. Some people swear by, if you take this number and you add 30% to it, mm-hmm. that should be full retail. But there's so much windage involved when you're talking about a 2016 bike that has 1,901 miles on it. Yeah. That would... I, we would assume that bike would be goddamn near perfect. But there are bikes in here that have... 95,000 miles on them. And so, once again, you can't just go online and just go, well, I'm going to buy everything that sells for 25% below book. Because you don't know what it's going to sell. Because you have no idea what it's going to go for. What I did was, for fun, I wrote down the numbers that the bikes actually sold for. Now, remember that for every single number I wrote down, there is also added to it between... $100 $100 and $350 buyer's fee, depending on the dollar value of the purchase. So an expensive bike is going to have up to a $350 buyer's fee. A cheap bike will have as little as $100 or $150 buyer's fee. That's how the company makes their money. They also have a seller's fee, so they're making money on both, both sides ends. of the equation. The point is, if the bike doesn't list, the bike doesn't sell, the company still makes their money because the seller paid a fee for it to be there. Well, the other factor that you want to hit on yeah. is like, the bikes that nobody else is interested in. We're looking for interesting bikes. Yep. The bikes that you picked up are probably not hot bid bikes. Like people weren't hot to, to buy them. So they it's weren't. like you don't want any competition when it's an auction. Exactly. I have a friend in Connecticut that that uh, exports cars to Lebanon. He makes about seventy grand a week a month yeah. exporting cars. Yeah. And so in Connecticut, they have like fifty of these auto auctions all mm-hmm. next to each other because the ports are right. Because the port, wherever you see yeah. a yeah. massive port, port city. You're going to see tons of auction houses. Where so, can I get the job that I make seventy thousand dollars? Well, a it, month? it takes a lot to do it, but here's the thing that he worked out. So this yeah. is something that you might want to consider right. too. So he partnered with a guy. So he looks for certain cars in right. Lebanon. They like black four door, big well, of course. whatever, big well, Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. And so, but the other guy is, is a sports car guy. So sometimes when they'll they'll tackle different auctions, and he Absolutely. knows the cars that he wants. Right. So he'll buy like if he finds a Porsche nine eleven oh, yeah. at a real price, and then his commission fee is three hundred bucks. Right. So he'll buy it for him at a ridiculous mm-hmm. price and give yep. it to him for 300 bucks more and whatever. And then he looks for the black sedans, mint condition that he can't find. And that's then it. at the end of the day, they go, what you got? Okay, here's the title. You so got to team up. Yep, like yeah. that. And that's the right way to do it. The right way to do it is you can see by the numbers that I'm writing down, you'll see that I had these gaps there. And those gaps are when I literally took two minutes, three minutes, to run over to the sport bike aisle and see what, see where they were at in the sport bike aisle. Okay? And I would see where they were at in the sport bike aisle, and then I would run back over to the cruiser aisle. Because my idea was I wanted to populate my showroom with some sub-$5,000 cruisers, because we know they sell very easily. I also knew that some of the bikes that I were in, I'm not interested in buying CBR600s. It's not what I'm there for. You know, There were shops there, and that's all they fucking bought, was they bought 
Starboy bikes. They bought crotch rockets. That's all they bought. Well, I I try to analyze yeah. your cell numbers versus the ask or the Nata sure. wholesale values. It appears on that list that mileage is a factor. Yep. Mileage is a big factor. I would yep. say that's the number one factor for for selling. And obviously, if the price is beyond the uh, Nata wholesale, right. if, the, if the bike went for more than the Nata wholesale, it was. Uh, a lower mileage bike. Mm -hmm. It was it was not uh, mid range displacement like eleven hundred, like right. one of the common a common bike. Right. But the low displacement bikes with low mileage went for over the Nata mm -hmm. value. Yep. And the oddball bikes like the Furies and that yep. went for over the Nata value. Well, here's an example. Take so, a look down here at the, one of the, the triumphs most, were a good seller too. The triumphs did better than they should have. The uh, one of the most common bikes at the show was the Honda VTX thirteen hundred. And if anybody wants to know what the what today's version of a, a VT1100 Shadow is, it's a VTX1300. Here's a great example of a bike that is a uh, 2005. So that is a 13-year-old motorcycle. 13-year-old motorcycle with 14,755 miles on it. Its book value is 25.95. Some idiot dealer spent $3,400 plus a $250 booking fee on top of that. He spent $36.50 to take that bike home. He spent more than retail. He literally spent more money. I looked it up. He spent more money than actual retail to take home this particular VTX 1300. Why? We don't fucking know. Maybe he has a customer. Yeah, what's he going to sell it for? What's yeah. that? I said, what's we don't know. And in fact, for, you know? the guy next to me, the guy next to me at that point said straight up, what the fuck just happened? That guy literally just spent more than retail at an auction. <laughs> he must know his audience. He's got somebody, or they're selling, he can't keep them in stock or something. Well, no, I think I th actually think what really happened is, boy, that's a big motorcycle and it has a lot of shiny chrome on it. It must be worth at least $3,500. Mm. And then he bid $3,500. But he's going to have to sell it for $4,500 to keep himself in business. Right. Selling that bike for $4,500 could be challenging because it's 13 years old. He's probably right? not going to do that. We don't know, but the point being, there, some people did go super fucking deep over, you know, over the price. Now, what percentage of the bike sold? You said that not everything sold. So out of the, so there's, uh, so there's, a, there's a thing called subject to, and subject to means that it's basically a reserve. <coughs> Let's just say you put in a bike into the auction. You put in your BMW that you're no longer using. You put it in there, and you're going to say, I'm going to sell that bike for, give me a number. Seven grand. Seven grand. So you're going to put it in there at seven grand, and you're going to expect or hope that it goes for seven grand. Now, if there's any bids less than seven grand, that person is the high bidder, but it's subject to your approval. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when the auction is all done, remember, they're only giving your bike action if people are bidding on it. So if they open the bidding at 5,200 and the world's on fire and it climbs up to 7,100 real fast, they're going to keep pounding your bike. I'm absolutely convinced that these auctioneers could take a $200 bike and get it to sell for $2,500 because I saw them do it. Well, I'm not pounding my wife. Well, <laughs> here's psychology. There's no shortage of Yamaha 650, Star 650 cruisers. 
Okay, these star 650s. Use the term of art that you like, but they've been around now for 20 years. There's billions of them out there. And they have become officially the entry level, a.k.a. starter bike. I don't say it's a lightweight. It's still a medium weight cruiser motorcycle. The it's a cub of motorcycles. The, yeah, yes, <laughs> and there were no less than 25 or 30 of them in the auction. It's very attainable. Very attainable. Official bike of the modern tool bag. <laughs> exactly. Right. Most likely to have many skulls on it and have the badges taken off of it. Yeah. And in fact, if you yeah. look down... Ride this, to live shit all over it. If you use this list backwards... If you use the list I've got and you use it backwards, look at the book number. And look for any number that's under $2,000. I almost guarantee you that's a V-Star. So in a great example here, here's a V-Star for $1,395 book value. That's a 2007 650 V-Star Silverado. That's the fancy one with the balanced fenders and yeah, all the cowboy shit. A lot of bike for deal. $1,350, though. Really? 15,000 miles on it. $1,350, remember, that's wholesale book. By the time it gets to the dealer, I hope he's selling that bike for at least $25,000, $3,000. Boulevard's got beat up on there, too. Uh, They all do. The small boulevards. I hate to be the guy, but I'm like, I would rather ride a real Harley than a fake Harley. (laughs) If I'm going to ride a big cruiser heavy bike, I'd rather ride the real one than the fake one, right? It's just my thing. That's not my style of bike, but if I'm going to ride one, that's the one I'd prefer to ride. But anytime you look on this list and you see a bike that lists out... (laughs) For, you know, $1,000, it's a fucking V-Star, mm-hmm. right? $1,000, V-Star. Well, they're listing at $1,000, they are selling for $1,750. That's 75% over list. That is a very high-performing piece of equipment. Very few other vehicles on here performed 75% over list. Yet those V-Stars do because the number's so low to start with. The Honda Rebel in there, um, it booked out at $835 for a 2005 Honda Rebel. And if you think I didn't look at that thing hard, and I did, because we sell the shit out of Honda Rebels in here, there's always new riders. Mm. It was $835. What did it actually go for, though? I was going to leave that out, but it, since you're fishing. <laughs> yeah. But, so our listener that wrote me the four-page letter about how <laughs> he's an audio engineer and how somebody should take Dustin and his vape gun out the back and burn them, <laughs> uh, and that, uh, and that the belching sound. Like he's like, you guys have a lot of really good information that you put out in your podcast. You are the most technically proficient podcast of anything motorcycles I listen to. I'm not the only one. Hold that on, burps. wait. He says, however, all your credibility goes away when I'm listening, trying to get the data, and all of a sudden I hear a wet belch. And he goes, and it comes out of all four speakers of my car and crawls down the back of my shirt. (laughs) And for the next 45 seconds, I can't hear a word anybody's saying because I'm just getting sick in the back of my neck. And I'm like, okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So there you go. There Uh, you go. There you go. But... I got my hate mail. You know, yep. <laughs> you know what this did, though? This kind of took the whole glamour out of owning a motorcycle shop away. Yeah, it does. Because all it? these numbers and math and all oh, this stuff flying around. So, okay. Go ahead. What yeah, but did the, the bottom line of a but the bottom line of a motorcycle shop are those numbers? Right. And, yeah, and you right. see the people that come oh. in see the glitz. Yeah. But yeah. the owner. Do you want to know sees, who the most that's all there is to it? You I can tell the, you. I can tell you the name of the shittiest motorcycle shop in North America. The shittiest. The absolute shittiest. The worst to their customer, the worst to their employees, the worst to everyone. It's the one that just went out of business. Yeah. Because you can't buy a spark plug there anymore. 
You can't buy a tire there anymore. Their mechanics aren't getting paid anymore. It's an empty fucking place where dreams used to be. It's good for nobody. It's good for fucking nobody. And that's the worst motorcycle shop in America. The one that ain't fucking open anymore. Right. Because there's a hole. Because believe me, that guy didn't go out of business. And there's somebody there going, thank God that asshole went out of business. I can open my super mega store now. No, that is not fucking happening. His customers are at the nearest fucking cycle gear, buying tires, or using Revzilla, or Bike Bandit to get the parts shipped in with absolutely no kind of fucking backbone or support or information or knowledge or whatever. But it hurts all the dealers anyway because if that guy goes out of business and then they go online, then he's not going to go to a dealer again. Maybe not go to a dealer again, but he's typically going to go online to get his stuff instead of to a dealer, and that hurts everybody. Every asshole with a computer thinks they have a right to buy shit for cost. I'm special. I have a computer. I get to buy things at cost. Go to your grocery store and experience the markup at the grocery store, right? Oh, my God, I paid $1.89 for that gallon of milk. Yeah, but the grocery store spent 81 cents on it. That markup's insane. Well, yeah, it is, and they throw away a lot of fucking milk, too, right? (laughs) So they got to make money here or there. Electric bill. The electric bill, the pay, whatever. Everybody that works there expects to get a paycheck. But you get service, too. What? Yeah. And you you have to – there's a lot of – add-ons to going into a dealership where you could right. talk to somebody and you could see it and you could touch it and you could you know, you're, you wheel your bike in and they actually know something instead of you trying to diagnose it from a forum with a bunch of you know, like 20 assholes telling you what to do <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing. I've been making zero dollars an hour on this charming personality for almost 20 years. <laughs> I have never charged a customer for the fucking 60, 70 hours of bullshit I supply per week. Because everybody comes in wants to have the Phil Waters experience, you know. <laughs> can you uh, can you pretend like you're my motorcycle boyfriend for the next two hours? I've got nothing better to do, right? Okay, man, I'd be easier. I, to I just, let me just blow you and give me a hundred bucks, and we'll, we'll call it fair. Yeah. Did you happen to ever see what the Honda Rebel actually went for? I did. Okay, and this is what comes up to the point that Pete was making. It didn't meet the reserve. It was a subject to. So in the room and online, the bidding never went over $1,200. So the bidding never went over $1,200. So somebody was the high bidder. The guy was standing next to me. Wholesale was eight fifty. Eight sixty five. The reserve was twelve hundred, which is already well over the wholesale. And low. completely fair. The bike is gorgeous. Okay. Right. Completely fair. Completely fair. Anybody. So you're not going there. So maybe you're... the reserve. Hold on. Maybe the reserve. Was fourteen hundred, still completely fair, right? But it only went to twelve. Okay. Plus, remember, there's buyers' fees and shit involved too. But you're so not going to be going to, to this auction stealing bike. It's not going to be like, oh my god, look at what I. Uh, uh. We'll talk about that in five minutes. It's sitting behind you. You oh. can feel its Italian <laughs> so, breath on your neck. So somebody did steal something. Oh, thefts occur. <laughs> it happens. But you gotta be on point. Depends on how you got to be getting that bike there. that nobody else is really on it. Yeah. you got to be willing to take some fucking chances. Did you take somebody out? Well, no, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yes, and it was very nice to It was very sweet. Right, exactly. A little, uh, yeah, little old-fashioned old old in the alley. Yeah, But that's a good example. Just for that 41 bike. seconds, though. So you think, right. So, so in this situation we're talking about, the seller, the guy that provided that Okay, so the the high bidder, so we heard the auction, we heard the noise, and it goes, I have a twelve hundred, twelve hundred here, twelve hundred, twelve hundred, twelve hundred, 
Hammer Falls sold 1,200. But they'll say, sold, subject to, 1,200. And they'll move on to the next thing. Mm. You are not a special snowflake buyer number 765. You just happen to be the highest bidder here. Now, we're going to contact the seller. And he has 24 hours. It's like a second chance offer. like 24 hours to tell you, my magic number was 14. Are you willing to step up to 14? Because if you're willing to step up to 14, you're the new owner. If you're not willing to step up to 14, fuck your hat. We'll see you next month. Well, that sucks. If I'll give you 12.50. What if you want to leave and take yeah. your bikes and go? We're going to talk about that in 10 minutes. Do you have ready so refusal just, as the yeah. buyer? We're too? going to talk about that in 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on the schedule. Okay. Okay. So we have a problem now. We are running multiple lanes. I can't be in both lanes at once. So next time we do this, I'm going down there with three people. Mm-hmm. We're going to go down a three-dick dog. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the right way for us to do it. We need to go ahead of time. We're going to bird dog the auction. Okay. Well, and that's fine. And <laughs> I can tell you what's sitting behind all of us right now. So here's the <clears throat> elephant in the room. I did not buy a Kajiva elephant. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> so right behind us right now, there's a 2015 Kawasaki Versus. Ooh. With ABS, 650, or 650, 650. Yeah. versus 650, in near as I can tell, brand new condition with about 1,500 miles on it, yeah. with the Kawasaki quick disconnect uh, rear luggage and the adjustable front windshield. And because people at home who are paying attention will want to know, um, I paid for that motorcycle, the sound of ruffling and sheets. Bucks. <laughs> Wait, you got to mark it up. Says, hold on, hold on. I can, we're not going to play that. I paid $4,800. Okay. No, strike that. I paid $49.75 with buyer's fees. What did it mm. cost to get here? $49.75. Delivered? Well, it's on my fucking no, truck. Yeah, the truck. The yeah, truck yeah. brought me home, too. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm about and, to make you an offer. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> the retail price... Piece of crap you well, had. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. It hasn't failed me yet. The retail, the retail on that bike right now mm-hmm. okay, is $6,200. Nice. Sold. $6,200 without any of the farkles on it. So it comes pre-farkled. 1,500 miles? 1,500 miles. Beautiful. I come pretty far. With ABS. Too. Nice. Right? Free. A lot clean of title. Sweet yeah. yeah. Clean Iowa title. And right color. Again, I like the green. It's the right color. It's got corn, though, in the intake. It does so have corn in the intake. That out. It's a really underrated <laughs> bike. It's a good yeah, bike. Nice I've ridden them. I'll be the first one to tell you. And there were six verses there. And I made it a point to bring home A verses. All of the previous verses went for more money than, than their book. So people were paying more money than the book says you should be paying for versus. Go ahead. This is so underrated. Uh, I've seen at some auctions yeah. where things tend to peter out towards the very, very, very end of it. Mm-hmm. Where like everybody's into it, everything, yep. and then like, yep. okay, I bought my bike, I got, and then like it starts falling away. And sometimes at the end, they run away with like these wow. auction companies know that, right? And they will tend to stack the deck with really interesting shit at the at very the end. end to uh, keep you there. They try mm-hmm. to keep Do the hook. Yep. Mm. No, they don't, but they will donut and cough you to death. Okay. <laughs> and, the, and hence I shit nine times. But the, uh, the stress is really that was interesting. That a good goddamn coffee, let me tell you. Right. And another, okay, so and the next bike in the line is the BMW. So there's a BMW F800 ST. It's a 2009, okay? And uh, that bike has 44,000 miles on it. So that's quite a few miles on it, right? Mm. 
quite a few miles on it. But I looked at it and it has brand new tires. It has a brand new belt on it. Okay, It has a brand new oil filter on it. So that means it's been maintained well. And it booked out at 3605 Okay, So I was able to buy the bike, fees included, for 3150 Scooter money. Fucking shitty scooter, scooter money. Yeah, right? really. Okay, thirty-one fifty. So I'm I mean, buying that, it. That's not even a buddy. Well, and I'm buying it <laughs> right, and I'm buying it for about twenty percent under book. Right. Okay. MSRP. I looked the bike up today. MSRP on that vehicle right now forty-five thirty. Okay, so forty-five thirty. That's just that's medium MSRP. I think we'll do better than that, but. Once Time again, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to give myself about $1,500 of profit in everything, every bike I buy. Okay, That's just my tactic. So the cheaper you get it, the better a deal that somebody buys it for. Right. I could have bought a Kimco yeah. scooter down there for $1,000 and easily sold it for $2,500. There's my $1,500. Mm-hmm. So your $1,500 can be wrapped in any sort of different package. Right. Right. What about the doe-eyed beauty here? Yeah, what about the doe-eyed beauty? Uh, okay, yeah. well, we're going to start. Well, my favorite one, of course, is that the... Girl. Hold on. The 2005 Triumph. It's a Tiger. Um, I have, it's a Tiger. I've been, I have been eyeballing this bike, to be more <laughs> accurate. I've been eye-fucking this bike since 2002 or whenever they launched. Yes. Um, it's the 955i. So, that yeah, that is an actual 104-horsepower don't call it an adventure bike, but it's an adventure bike um, with brand new Anarchy tires on it um, with some Farkle crap. It's got a big cage, uh, what are they, anti-fall-down cage protection system on there, uh, crash bar system. Full some little miscellaneous gym. wires hanging out the front of that's it. Where the, that's where the stable Nautilus horn used to be connected. Ah, I found man. the relay. The stock horn is still there, Cool, but the stable Nautilus is gone. Uh it, it's got the biggest tank I've ever seen. It does have a gigantic. <laughs> yeah. And for the is visual... Is all that tank, actually, though? Hmm? Is that all tank? I, mean, I think like... so. Yeah, yeah I it's think like so. a six-gallon. Yeah. I put five gallons into it earlier, and it didn't blink. Yeah. The, uh, I didn't come close to filling it up. And that has the... It's the orange color with the Tony the Tiger stripes yeah. on the side. It is a plastic <laughs> tank, so that you see that the stickers huh. are a little three-dimensional. It's great. It is yeah. great. <laughs> that bike should only ever be sold in orange. Yeah. yeah, and it's there. It is in Gorgeous. all of its orange glory. Um, once again, orange. You're glad you bought it. A 2005. <laughs> it has. Uh, oh, it it wasn't sure. They couldn't figure out how many miles were on it. How? Because the display was shifted a little bit, and you couldn't access covered. the odometer oh, screen. Oh, the button for ex- the button yeah. for accessing it. So it was stuck in the trip meter mode. So consequently, people stayed away from it like it had herpes. So it was a book value at twenty five eighty. Ended up buying the bike for twenty three eighty, all fines and fees in. Wow, nice. Um, turns out it's worth about forty six hundred dollars on the open miles. market. Fuck yeah! Uh, it actually has uh, eighteen thousand miles. That's nothing. Yeah, know oh, nothing. dude, right? But once again, true mileage unknown scared everyone off. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Polymer tank. I yes, not 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 steel. Yeah, it's plastic. Steel. Yeah, yeah, non non steel. And, you know, fun bike, really cool. I've ridden it around today, uh, went and ran my errands on it. It's It's got a lot of power, that one does. Uh, it, <clears throat> I'd imagine. It'll put you in the stupid room real fast. <laughs> Do, you, you can use your words. That's the same engine that you use over here. Yeah. Speed triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three dimensions. Yeah, three dimensions. Yeah, I meant this. Yeah. yeah. I, have a th- I hate triples, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so there's that. Yeah. And, and the then, next bike you have, and then so unbelievably nice. So this was the one. This was what we call the trap. 
So this is the trap. Yeah, this is the one you date, but you don't necessarily... It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is a 2008 Ducati Multistrada. Oh, boy. And it's not just a Multistrada. It's a Multistrada S. S. Which means it has all the Olean's shit. It's got all the carbon fiber carbon shit. Fiber. It's got the Terminioni exhaust from the factory. And then somebody was nice enough to spend a pile of money on a Sergeant Saddle. Um, Sergeant Saddle set. And it's a beautiful Easy for bike. Easy to say. Yeah, it's a gorgeous yeah. bike. Ducati red, of course. A Ducati red, of course. The only color it should ever be. And it's seven computers. It has 17,000 miles on it. Well, actually, this is the two-valve motor, so this is really the simplest of the Ducati family. This is the easy one. Um, this is the one they perfected. And it's got yeah, the coolest it's just, storage compartment on the side of the yeah. bike. The right cheek opens up, and you can put dip in its lip. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and not much more. And not much more. Yeah, that'll hold like... Put a sandwich in there. Yeah, a sandwich. A good so size far. sandwich. Jerky, you know... You could definitely put a 12-inch subway in there because they're only 10 inches long. But that bike and is they, sexy <laughs> as hell. It's a very sexy bike, and is, uh, it ends up with 17,000 miles on it. But the deal was it won't start. So it'll crankety-crank, crankety-crank, crank-crank, but it won't start. It doesn't matter because any, anybody here could fix that Well, that's bike. the point. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And <laughs> any person in this room. <laughs> right. Now here's the thing is it's got a perfectly clean Minnesota title. Is that a power that's a Dynajet on there? Yes, it is a power commander. So there is a power commander on the bike. Now here's the interesting thing. If you open up your YouTube Steve's gonna try and start it. No, no, we're not gonna do that now. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. I think I've already got the diagnostic as to why it's not starting. But that's the point is you have to be willing to buy some shit that other people aren't willing to buy. Right. So the book on that bike was forty three forty. I got it for twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. Its retail value is over eight thousand dollars. So this is the home run. Hell yeah. Now here's the fun thing about that particular bike. If you go on YouTube and you type in Ducati Multistrada eleven hundred S, the first video that comes up is of a dealer showing off this bike. No, no, he's not showing off this bike. He's showing off this bike to the VIN. Oh, <laughs> this, this actual bike? This actual nice. bike ah. came from a dealership in Florida where he talks about, we put on these ASV levers. We put on these frame sliders. <laughs> we put on this. We put on that. We put on the power commander. We put on this. We did all this shit. This bike is a YouTube celebrity. It's got like 250,000 hits. Have you, uh, <laughs> have you offered it a nice uh, cabaret or anything to try to get it to start? Yeah, we've, we've walked past with a nice Chianti <laughs> yeah. to see if it would fire up. But uh, anyway, it's but the point is, I've checked it out and for codes. Beans. Yeah. It has no codes, but the fuel pump is not pumping. This bike is a Sophia Loren. It is. A, it is, a, it yeah. is either gorgeous or ugly, depending on how you feel about Trebosh. So the designer who, who made it. But it is a really cool bike. Yeah. And like I said, the tires are in great shape. The bike's clearly been... 2200, you can four. park it out. And if, if it, yeah. you know. Oh, 2200. The Olean's suspension yeah. is that. There's probably $2200 worth of plastics there. For so, exactly. Cracked his up. Yeah. Yeah. Rims. You said yeah, I have a... I also have... I decided to... Um, I took my truck and my Kenzie. Which means I I was originally going to take my big and fucking trailer, too. but I figured I don't need that. I like this if I do end up having more bikes, I can go make more tricks. Trick. It's Cincinnati. We're not coming from out of state. Exactly. And a lot of people did come from out of state. A lot of people came from a lot a real far away. And it might make sense though. I mean, come from California. There was a guy this, from Northern Michigan to this big auction with a trailer. 
in Ohio, which is going to typically be a little more depressed. And yeah. just take it by hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. So the the long and short of it is, is there is a Suzuki Boulevard I bought. Where's that? It's still in Cincinnati. 14,000? 14,7, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. The uh, But there is a, uh, sitting still in Cincinnati, is a two-tone white and silver Suzuki C50 Boulevard, fuel injected, runs great, windshield, bags, etc. How long will they hold it for you? Uh, 30 days. Was that the cool. subject too? Why didn't you bring it back? You just didn't have the room for it? I didn't have the room for it. Okay. And so oh, nice. now we're going to talk about, and just because you're interested, and we already talked about, we talked about the other four bikes, let's talk about the Suzuki. Because I did intend to bring back a flock of cruisers. sub $5,000 cruisers. That's why I went down. I went down to bring back some rolling stock that we could sell and some interesting bikes that would make the shop be more interesting. So that Suzuki was a 2007. Something. 2007 with 2,000 miles on it. Um, booked out at about 2,800. I bought it for 2,100. Nice. And the MSRP on it's about 3,490. It's not a. I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire. Chris Smith. Chris Smith. And his prizes. So that's uh, and so that one I'm going to go back food? down to. Uh, nice. But what I'm going to do now. This is why there's a method to my madness. The most. Oh, jeez, Chris has like. Yeah. Okay, we are recording, so keep the decibels on that. Oof. Margarita mix. Oh, yeah. Oh, if boy. only we had a bottle of tequila. Oh, we One, do. Already in there. Hey! No, you got to tune that up a little bit. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what look. a fuck goddamn complaint. Because according <laughs> to the giant bottle of Chi Chi's diabetes Chi-Chi. mix, <laughs> the, um, it's 12.5% alcohol. And you should never drink a margarita that's under 40%. So we're just having a little intermission. If you want to go grab a beer, it's a good time to to replenish. uh, Now, on to to the Ducati. I do want to mention that in the Ducati, I was the high bidder on the Ducati at that really, really low number. Because the fact that the bike didn't start and the fact that the listing online, well, one, Multistratas are not the most desirable Ducati. They're just fucking not. There was a... Two valve isn't. Well, there was a street fighter there that, you know, there was a street fighter that went for $2,000 over book. I don't th- I think that's a face that maybe only a mother can love. You're exactly right. It is a face yeah, that only a mother can love. That's exactly right. And they just don't, they're not a high earner. Do you know what else isn't a high earner? Surprisingly? You? <laughs> I have a lot of uncashed paychecks in my wallet right now. Oh, nah. in fact, I've got the Costanza system from uncashed paychecks. The, uh, I'm gonna get. Why do you got a back disease? Cause I don't cash my paychecks. The, uh, but so, Ducati DFLs, Ducati DFLs, and Honda Goldwings. You said that in the same sentence. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you want to fucking, if you want to beat the system, and you want to, you want to have a bike that you can proudly go home and say you spent less two thousand dollars under list. I'm sorry, two thousand dollars under book, wholesale. You need to want about a ten year old Goldwing or a Ducati DFL. That's kind of a sexy bike, though. <laughs> yep. Well, there the were. Gold ones are going to get you, now did you look? Did so you look nice. at the GL fifteen hundred gold wings? The GL fifteen hundred gold wings went for twenty two hundred dollars. I know, but they're pigs. They're pigs, exactly. Yeah, they were horrible, and the um, there were so many GL fifteen hundreds there; it was ridiculous. 
there were so many GL 1800s there. Now, the interesting thing is the victories. 2007 Victory Hammer with about a $20,000 paint job on Okay? Booked out at $3,260. This is only a 10-year-old cruiser bike with less than 10,000 miles on it and a big-ass motor in it. Do anybody proud. Certainly outperform any Harley-Davidson you park it next to. What did it sell? What did it go for? Oh, a fraction of what it should have. The uh, the hammer booked out at thirty two sixty, went for uh, fifty two hundred with fees, and I'm gonna say easily could be sold for nine grand. Serious money money maker. But everybody's in a victory panic right now. <clears throat> Dell's bike, the Victory Vision, two thousand thirteen Victory Vision touring with every fucking farkle on it, um, the big stereo, the whole deal, the backup camera, uh, everything. The uh, backup camera. It, <laughs> it sold for trailer s- package. Sold for seventy-two hundred dollars. Can you pick one up? Seventy-two hundred bucks. Well, and that's the game. Is everyone talks about like? Can you pick one of those up for me? No, but you can come with me. You can come with me. I definitely buy it. I love visions, and you know, yeah, they're. I, it's like the ugliest thing to me, but it's the most beautiful thing to me. I think they're I don't gorgeous know why it is. because they're different. That bullet nose, that very streamlined, very teardrop shape, that that very prominent headlight cluster, that big wide shield. I like the tail. The, the, the tail's gorgeous. Like Under the, the, uh, it's so good, but it smells so. <laughs> I would tail, never have that top case I on there. That top case ruins the lines of the bike. I like the tail lights designed by like an Undertaker from 2050. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that bike is the buns. way women see us. It's not the most attractive thing, but there's something about it that you just yeah. functionality. Yeah, yeah. Functionality. <laughs> it's big and handles poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can lay it down, and it doesn't. And you can lift it up. Very it's not easy. a fast ride, but goddamn, it's comfortable. <laughs> Feels good once you get going. And that's going, how yeah. women look at me. <laughs> exactly right. Um, there was weird shit there. There was some Chinese stuff, some like CF motos. You could tell there's some shit dealers just couldn't get rid of, so they were running it through the auction. I'm not going to hurt you much. So that's it. Wow, that sausage has got some spice mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Giddy yeah, up, baby. It's got a little burn. Yeah. So, fucking awesome. Let's take a pause and talk about the sausage. Let's talk about the sausage. So I can taste that it's got some red pepper, some Italian red oh. pepper. Is this your own I, personal it, yeah. charcuterie? This Whoa. is from the, so from, good. from the sausage club. Okay. <laughs> Made <laughs> yeah. Every month, every month they send you a box of sausages. That's Isn't that what we call our podcast? Right <laughs> and and this was made by the uh, the lady butchers of the Saucy Sun over on Fleet Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh. And there's some jalapeno peppers in there. Oof. That's what's kicking it off. That's really it work. I've been meant to go go. I tell you what, it, they're friggin' awesome. You got to go in there and check those ladies out. They know Can what I they're trade doing. sausages with them. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can try. I don't know if they'll be interested, but you're welcome to try. <laughs> but Boy, so this is so they uh, they, they made it up chain, for us and then, trade then we smoked it over there and this is uh, oh it's delicious yeah, yeah. The fuck so out good too that is yeah. Yeah. man delicious. that is good, good yeah. so there's more you guys pass it around because I've got oh, probably another two chicken. pounds at home so eat, eat this up <laughs> he's got a two pound sausage at home yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's bragging now that is yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. He's going to have to wrestle with the wife over there. You know what? Uh, the only thing that works with that sausage is this uh, Jose Cuervo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, Lord. Wait. 
Oh, hey. Oh, wait, wait. We have, t- we have tequila on the table. Damn, we had a lot of tequila tonight. Well, I didn't want to mix that. I mean, that was more of a drinking tequila. That's more of an enjoying tequila, whereas... The Cuervo Gold is more of a mixing in with the yeah. chi It's a blend. It a is a blend. Yeah, he said that was already blended. It is a blend. Oh, it's blended already. It's grocery store blended. It's supposed it's to be blended. It's only 51% <laughs> agave. It's only 51% it's agave. because Chi-Chi's is pretty much like boobies. Chi-Chi's. <laughs> I know. Hey. Yeah. I be- talked about it last yeah. week, remember? Yeah. Chi-Chi's. A resident Mexican. Yeah. yeah. So, so the stuff I brought is bottom shelf. No. Oh, no, no. The stuff that no, you no, bought. No. That's good stuff. That's ooh, Once ooh. again, Mixer the stuff, stuff I've got is a, got a screw well top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, if, that's a, if your tequila has a metal screw top, <laughs> it is not it's a shelving. Well, if it has a little pla- red plastic sombrero for a cap. Then you're <laughs> Toro, Toro. Toro's. Toro, Toro. Uh, yeah, Ooh. and you're probably going to be fighting somebody in about an hour. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and then shitting your pants two hours after. That. I was told, <laughs> hey, podcast listeners, I have an awesome Cleveland Moto top tip. Ooh, do tell. I hear, I hear from, I hear from a friend of mine who's a bit of a tool. No. It's not about me, dude. A bit of. <laughs> Heard from, from a friend and no, I heard this from a friend who's a part-time bartender and part-time mechanic. Uh, <laughs> tequila is the only booze that doesn't act as a depressant. It actually acts as a stimulant. That's why I drink it when I want to stay up. Really? And then supposedly <laughs> if you have a shot a day, it's really healthy for you, too. Really? They did a whole thing, from, you know, Vice, Vice, whatever it is, Vice, Vice Magazine yeah. or Vice, Vice Magazine. They did a thing, and it's the only alcohol that, like, actually is good for your body. It's, it's an upper. In complete moderation. Like, like brought, brought to you by the Liver Council of the United States. Total <laughs> <laughs> moderation. The funny thing is, I've heard the same stories yeah, for about wine. vodka. Wine. Uh, bourbon. Right. I think it's all, all, all about the moderation. Yeah. According to R.J. Reynolds, a good cigarette in the morning is just the way you want to wake up. Nobody's touching it. I think at that point, at one point in time, seven out of ten doctors preferred Winston's. Too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, and remember when? Uh, uh... Yes. <laughs> nope. Okay. Next story. You will come back to that later. Great story, bro. Okay. So now we've we've got some fun stuff. So um, we've brought. In the Cleveland Moto new product showcase, mm-hmm. we're going to have segments in our podcast from now on. Yeah, Ooh, nice segments. Why not? Squint very closely at your mic, yeah, at your speakers well. right now. You'll if be you, able to see if this. you can now, through the world of audio visualization, Johnny McElfresh is going to tell us about something he bought off of the interwebs. Okay, so this is my little show and tell Woo! item. Yeah, this is your Android-enabled PC endoscope or borescope. Pubococcus? Pubococcus. All right, got it. So uh, you can hook this up to your Android phone device. Okay. It is has the micro USB connector and everything mm-hmm. like that. I will ask the obvious question. Do they make an Apple one? <sighs> I'm just asking. I'm a droid guy, so I didn't even bother looking. You didn't bother looking. I'm looking. But sure they do. You guys can feel free. So this little device is uh, on about a six-foot cord. Okay. It comes with some accessories. It has a screw-on tip that has a 45-degree angle mirror on it. A mirror. It. So if you want right. to look at the back of your teeth. Right. Or the, the cylinder walls right. or, or that, 
the, t- the tops of your pistons or your head or anything. Stuff, but you haven't told us this what is, it is a, yet. This is a okay, yeah. okay. So this is a bore scope. It's right. an endoscope that right. can go in little tiny places. Yeah. Smaller than drop. even. So for all the smart people out there, <laughs> it's a tiny camera. It's a tiny camera in layman's terms. Yeah, right. It's yeah. So this is actually quite smaller. Like the, this is a the seven millimeter. Idea, I was going to say yeah. six or seven. Yep. This is a seven <laughs> millimeter <laughs> camera. Seven so millimeter. it's actually quite smaller than like your so your you could bore scope that you would buy, you know, mm-hmm. from Harbor so Freight. Not. The smallest of spark. I mean, this can actually go inside your. And cylinder. here's where Even I will. Even the tiny spark plugs. Are I would like ten mil. Yeah. Chime in. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Easy. I have purchased three of these. Okay. <clears throat> up to this point. You're holding what will be the fourth. Okay. Because <laughs> the three that I have pictured, the three that I've purchased so far, the first one, which was over $200, was the Milwaukee device. It worked with my M12 Milwaukee battery right. pack. Mm-hmm. It had a little data monitor on it with shit resolution. And it had no way of capturing the image. And mm-hmm. you could put it up to the hole of the spark plug, but it, it wouldn't would not... go in the hole. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because the head was 12 millimeters. Okay. So 50 caliber. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. Now. The second one. The second one I purchased was the green one. Uh, I can't remember this. Ryobi. Cobalt or Ryobi. 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 Right. The green oh, one. Yeah. So I got the Ryobi one, which now had a clamp that hooked to your phone, mm-hmm. used your phone as the viewing device, which then you could capture. Um, stills or video using your phone. Once again, the head of that, though, was about 10 millimeters. Not quite the minuscule thing that you could use as a catheter that you've got. <laughs> a catheter? Yeah. Whoa. Right. Well, and then the I don't, Ryobi, know, what, I don't yeah. know what kind of catheter The Ryobi get. one does have, the Ryobi one had an app that you did download for your phone, but that was in the $100 range for the Ryobi one. And the Ryobi one, I can't remember what its power supply was, or it was batteries or something. Yeah, like I don't that. Remember. Right. But in any case, long story short, so I've had a couple of these over the years. And this one, you said you gave up how many? Well, it was I was on the fence about it, but right. I uh, I decided to go ahead and plunk down a whole twelve dollars and forty five cents. This was on an eBay auction eBay? Uh, with free delivery. Right. So it was twelve dollars. What is it called? And four to Well, interestingly enough, if you can tell me what brand this is from Ch- looking at the Chinese. It does have a it does have a QR code on it. So okay. it has a You find anything that says it's branded to It any- does say so powerful and smart. I did see uh, <laughs> only works with Android System phone does not support iOS system. What's the description? Android. Is it a borescope? I think if you, call it, endoscope. if you type in endoscope, yeah, it, it comes up. And you, and get there past. is one for iPhone, not the same brand, but it, right. they do sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has six LEDs on a tiny little camera. Right. It has a threaded head. So it, I, I figured out what some of the attachments were. Like I said, it has the like the forty-five degree uh, mirror, so yep. you can not just look straight ahead. You can look. Around the you inside of a cylinder could, or something like that. You could theoretically that. put that in a spark plug hole. It and also back has the, the retrieval magnet, so you could attach a tiny magnet on this yep. and like go inside a cylinder and try you to get an eight millimeter shit. socket at, that you yeah. dropped in there or another bolt. Not only can you see your mistake, but you can retrieve it as well. And oh, then yeah. it also has the abortion hook. Right. Ooh. So there's a, a little hook that goes on the end of it that you can go up in there and hook Find something and drag it out. Back out. Yeah, it's sure. too late yeah. for that. Well, exactly right. So yep. I, I mean, I'm sure this is only going to work another four or five more times before it breaks. And the fact that it's jump. working right now is somewhat amazing. And if you did need to look inside your supposedly it's waterproof hole, the main reason Have I you was put looking, it anywhere wet yet. 
<laughs> so here's the hierarchy once you get this thing. Water. Here's the hierarchy. First your mouth, then your nose, then your ear. Not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see idiocracy? And they, the doctor gives it to him, and he's like, oh, wrong end. The main reason I got in your mouth, how I stumbled on this even was that I was looking for an underwater camera, a waterproof camera. Okay. So, like, when we go camping with the kiddos, it would hook to my phone. Right. Like, we're at the dock, and we're watching right. all these fish. Yeah. We could, like, have a stick, and we could put a, water, a camera, camera underwater, underwater and Absolutely. look at the fish. So Super that's cool. And this may or may yeah. not do that. It's it's a whole other thing. But literally, I spent like a half hour looking around inside my mouth the other right. day. Just like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the stain on the back of my teeth. And, oh, oh yeah. what is that? And oh, oh. Yeah. I took a beautiful picture of my eardrum. I mean, it's right. just amazing. Yeah. So. And, I, and, and so my wife saw, my wife's a dental hygienist. Right. And she never... saw that I had bought one of these, and she's flipping out. I'm like, what's the big deal, honey? How could you spend that much money? Because, you know, her doctor had just bought an uh, uh, intraoral camera like this for $1,200. Right. I'm like, no, I spent $12. $12. Move the decimal yeah, point. Well, she's like, what, $12? Yeah. And she's like, that just starts texting all of her, you know, her friends. They're like, <laughs> right. my husband just bought a dinner for $12. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. really? They can buy 50 of them or 10 of them or whatever. And, and throw make them away. Yeah. One time use. Single use. Yeah. And really, if it's going in somebody's mouth. And charge mouth, the customer. Yeah, be like, hey, it's 12 bucks. There you yeah. go. I souvenir. I did have to download an app and everything right. like that, and yeah. it's a little glitchy. Sometimes it blanks out or whatever, but it works for enough time that hey you man, can certainly look inside, uh, you know, the cylinder of a motorcycle. <laughs> there was one that had a 16 foot cord on it, so you could run it down your your drain or something well, like that. Oh, you could as you could you adjust talking, your valves through the tailpipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this ridiculous. is just a standard. Yeah, micro USB. Micro USB. I mean, micro USB. I mean, you can plug yeah. it into your PC. It has a little adapter for your PC. For a USB adapter. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, but that's fine. there are extension cords for this. Is so what you, I'm could, you could actually plug that into your laptop. And the camera, it has a little adjuster wheel on the camera what? on the on the six oh, LEDs. Light. Oh, so you so can you, adjust if the it's too bright, you can adjust the brightness. Get the yeah. hell out of here. And get, get a just good that, So wait, you just you, that potentiometer is worth more than 12 bucks. You, you could you plug know, this into your laptop. Yes, you can. Yeah, it's PC, PC and Apple. So awesome, awesome, I wonder man. if you couldn't plug that into a lightning adapter and just use that on an Apple. Mm -hmm. It says in the thing, somebody took the time. Oh, the problem is the app. Look, There's man. Special oh, app for I'm going to tell you this. Here's my point. If somebody, an eight-year-old, takes the time to translate... From Mandarin to English, English, English only works with Android system phone, does not support iOS system. Your Android phone must support OTG function and must support to external camera. If some eight-year-old took the time to print this out on this little piece of crap, I'm going to say that if I hook that to my iOS It'll device... Explode. It will fuck me over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that the only things I hook to my phone are things that I kind of hope won't fuck me over. Right. You don't want to release the smoke. Well, I don't want to release the smoke, but I also don't smoke. want to I also don't want to be without my phone for the right. day or two right. that it's gonna take me to replace the fucker right. Right. because it has become my fifth point of contact. Like right. it is it is more important than my spleen at this point. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that I could operate without my phone as long as I could operate without my spleen. No, no so I'm just—you could there. lose a kidney too. Right? I could lose a kidney, yeah. and it wouldn't be nearly as bad as last time I lost my phone. <laughs> if you have a problem with your kidney, I could take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> However, he's not going to look at your spleen. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you: I don't know much about medicine, but that looks like a fucked up kidney. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It. 
Right. Well, it's nothing compared to your liver. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it we're going to make a turn. We're going to turn left at the bad neighborhood we call Phil's liver. <laughs> There's a Martin Luther King Drive that runs right through my liver. <laughs> I guarantee you. People it's ask like, me, why do you wear a corset? I'm like, no, that's just to keep my liver in. He's <laughs> trying to escape. Well, I think my liver would be make a nice pate. Pat I feel like frog raw. Of course they like, do. I just ate yeah, dinner. Exactly. I was racing yeah. my boss trying to eat dinner, and I'm like, I'm stuffing myself like a goose. My liver is going to turn into frog raw. Mm, perfect. Oh. I can feel it bulging. Okay, so sl- Sleepy brought a yeah. uh, product as well. So <laughs> Now, but your shit looks high-end. It says Bozy on it. It does, but so here's the thing. So yeah. apparently they came out with some new things or whatever, so... I fly sometimes for my work. Oh, I just bought one of those for like $12 on eBay. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a boss. But, but I fly for work, and like you're on the plane, and you get sick of hearing people and stuff. So they had these earbuds that are noise-canceling, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So new, they're like 200 some dollars. I found them for 50 bucks used on eBay. So I got I had to clear the earwax off the... You didn't have oh, to. You yeah. chose to. I chose to. You didn't have to clear out the earwax. Lubricated. So I plugged it into my phone. I turned this thing on after yeah. charging it, and... Yeah. It's deadly silent. It's so interesting. Really? There's an interesting huh. thing. So there's a, a standard uh, 3.5 millimeter mm-hmm. plug, an eighth inch plug, that goes into your device. Right. Sorry, iPhone right? So it's 10 not, users. It's not yeah. Bluetooth. Yeah, if you're an iPhone 10. Well, no, they have a specific iPhone version of this as well. It just doesn't have a plug. I guess not. <laughs> Probably not. Because it's, it's got the lightning right? adapter. Right? It comes with that, yeah. so, uh, so you got that, and then you got one button on the side that basically says power yep, that's or it. battery, right? So if you don't have it on, it's and so there's a, a lithium battery inside yep, of this case. That's it. Okay. And also the technology mm-hmm. and their speaker. So each right. earbud has a speaker on it that kind mm-hmm. of senses what's going on right. and then cancels the noise. It listens to ambient noise. And then shoots the opposite the wave, right? Right, it. and it right. nails it. So, like, like if really? you're in an office or if you're in, like, you're walking through Walmart and you don't want to hear people squeeling and smacking yeah, their yeah, kids yeah. and stuff, you can put it on and you hear nothing. And it's, it happens or, faster or, than your brain so can react to the So, if your wife's sitting noise. next to you, yammering along, put it on. Pop this and then I can say, "Honey, I didn't hear a word right. you said." So oh I was like, God. wow, this works really well. How's that. it going to work on my motorcycle? <laughs> Can it turn you into a prettier wife? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not in my case. No, how about sex oh, sound? There are no, some VR no, goggles. No. It's interesting. So there, this technology was well, actually used in mufflers, so. where it was active muffling for cars and stuff right, like yeah. that. Where, oh, so, yeah. so how did it work on your motorcycle? So Wait one second. Yeah. Luckily, Mrs. Smith does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I, I Today, this first time I tried it, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to try this on the way here. Yeah. So I tried it, and like on, on back roads, 35, 40, 50 miles an hour with the helmet and everything, it worked pretty damn well. Like, I couldn't hear anything. Like my bike was quite, in fact, it kind of messed me up for shifting for a little bit because I was not used to not hearing <laughs> right. the bike, yeah. you know? It's one of those things you could be in like, well, you, there's a six speed. You could be in fifth and not even know. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And you look down at your yeah. tag, and you're like, oh, it's my tag yeah, all right. the way over there. So that was kind of interesting. But when I got on the highway, um, it did a great job. Like literally, like you could just hear the music. There was no other noise. But it kind of does this weird thing where, like, if you're at about eighty miles an hour, the, it, it doesn't pop. It's not like a pop. It's not like, Puh. but like the music will kind of be like, like if you were popping your ears. Like yeah. once in a while, it'll go and get quiet on one side, and then kind of pop back on both sides. It only so, has so much power, right? You know? So it's not super annoying, but it's kind of nice. So like if you had a pipe, like. <laughs> like if you had a pipe that was kind of annoying, you could put these in and they'd be totally cool. Right. And the weird part is, if you don't play music, for you, it just cancels it. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, fuck yeah. everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but if you didn't play music, so the music actually is really nice. <laughs> 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 beer goggles. What the fuck is that? So beer goggles. Beer goggles. 
<laughs> but yeah, if you, if you um, if you didn't play music, you could actually cancel the noise and just you know if you wanted to have a nice quiet ride to think or something, it would work pretty well. That's pretty smart. I've I mean, always yeah. been a big fan of earplugs awesome. and stuff on yeah. a, on a long ride yeah, and stuff like same that. Same here, me too. But I, I don't need pumped. to hear any of that. And apparently they came out or something. So like, I mean, they're way too expensive to buy new, but you can find them for 50, 60 bucks used. And at that point, I I'd say it's pretty worth it. It's not bad at all. I was uh, using the uh, the old school, old school. Bluetooth. <laughs> that, that sentence just happened. Uh, <laughs> the old school Bluetooth LG headphones that have that thing that goes around your neck oh, and yeah. then the ear earbuds that go in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that battery lasts in a long time. They, you can get you know twelve hours or whatever out of those. And uh, they have a, the, the good ones, the more expensive LG ones, are like seventy nine bucks. It's a big spender. Uh, have a switch on there that is a noise canceling switch. Mm -hmm. yep. And the trick is, it says that when you use that noise canceling switch, it's going to cut your battery life from like 12 hours of listening down to four or five. Yeah. And so I used it when uh -huh. I was on the motorcycle. You're literally, you have your Bluetooth device in there uh -huh. right now. Hey, I'll be there in a minute. I, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, I thought you were just a psychopath. No, it turns out you're on a Bluetooth. But, the, uh, but yeah, I used it on the bike. And it was not that great. Right. So uh, yeah, my these, Sony's this, were horrible too. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Just yeah. Well, these were the these are the Bose QC20s, mm -hmm. I think. QC20s, I think, is the mm -hmm. name or yeah. the, the model number. And yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, like that's it, a really good idea to you know you're getting active noise cancellation, and you're also getting the ability to operate your device, so right. you can you know listen to music and, 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 and so you can actually take a phone call. It yeah. has a thing and stuff, and you can put yeah. it there. Mm -hmm. But also, it has a, a button on here. On the side, yeah. So if you sense something was going on and you kept this kind of clipped to your collar, sure. You hit the button and it stops the noise cancellation. Oh. So instantly, like you know, like if you're like, hey, I see lights or something. Woo! I yeah. hear the sound of piston <laughs> leaving my cylinder. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Turns out I ride an old two-stroke and I need to do a little audible diagnostics right now. <laughs> right. My so bike just became unusually fast. <laughs> yeah. So you can hit that. And, yeah. Hey, this thing's running really great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing any two-stroke owners ever said. It always runs the best yeah. before it blows up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the moment of the piston. You, for yeah. a brief moment, you have an ultralight piston. Yeah. For a brief yeah. moment, and then you have a shotgun of what? metal off your tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the noise? Uh, so what's in your box the, over there? What's in my box? Okay, so in my box is so a lot of people were talking about. Um, what's in your box? Get your no, my box is just box. It blinked. It blinked. His beer garden. It winked at me. <laughs> so that's a wait. Hell, no, oh, so, okay, all right. So a lot of. Uh, there's just more LED oh, shit right now on the planet than we can handle. If you want to put LED on your cat, there's a way to do it. And <laughs> on it, my it, dick. It's feline powered, right? You have microscopic LEDs there. And uh, it is a funny thing that... Uh, what I The reason I wanted to bring this up is if you are in the market for anything LED, understand that there is an LED, uh, a light-emitting diode... And then there is a light-emitting chip. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is why I wanted to bring this to, to your attention. That if you have a light-emitting uh, diode or an LED bulb, as it were, you're going to have a certain level of brightness. But if you get into uh, a chipset or you get into even what later on is called Cree, and this is kind of where I wanted to talk to anybody here around the roundtable, because... LEDs will attain a certain level of brightness. Mm -hmm. 
And then beyond that, and and they're fantastically efficient. I mean, the the amount of wattage they use is ridiculous. Go ahead. I don't know about that, but okay. I, I agree with you. I have some I have some reservations <laughs> about okay. the efficiency. Who are you pointing at, Steve? Well, I mean, okay, the, even this little yeah. camera. If you leave it on for more than thirty seconds, yep. it gets really warm. Sure, and there's six tiny, tiny, tiny little LEDs yeah. in there, but it almost burns when I stick it in my ear. Well, that's right. the difference of sometimes <laughs> what you're paying for. So if you're making heat, you're burning. Don't stick it in your fucking heat ear. Heat equals man. energy. I, and, I understand. And I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, here's a, here's a let's work that problem backwards. Let's let's take that, pull it out of my ear, take it out of your ear, and let's work the problem backwards. For the amount of lumens that you got. Right. If you did it with an incandescent bulb, which is a heating element trapped inside a glass yeah, vessel, right. it would be much harder. It would be much, much harder. harder. But right. I say inductive lighting is most efficient. What can we use on planet Earth? Inductive lighting. As opposed to where you're from. Because I don't have any inductive lighting sources. No, we use inductive lighting. Uh, where do you use it? I just use ordered it for an inductive heater. Like spotlights and everything. Yeah. And inductive lighting, to me, is the most efficient lighting there is. Cool. Can it's, I get some inductive lighting shit to put on my bike? I... Would think I, I, I don't know why they don't. I, 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 no, wait. I, I don't know why they don't use inductive lighting. I need prices and a website. <laughs> he's, he's consumed about a half bottle of Patron at this point. Duly <laughs> noted. So this is wait, a Patron answer. Wait, only a half. Only a half. Give me another ice cube. <laughs> Patronium. So I'm gonna try this Patronium. I Patronus. Oh, it's very good. Is there a Patronus among us? Steve Offer's <laughs> logic does not wane as he gets drunk. No, I see this. It, it does, does not wane, yeah. but inductive it may wax, lighting, but it will inductive not lighting is the most efficient lighting. <laughs> okay, but can somebody explain to me the difference between Cree lighting and traditional LED lighting? Or not explain it to me, summarize. But, we don't have time for an explanation. Okay, so did you ever see a, a headlight? Did you ever see a... What? No, uh... uh LED headlight has a heat sink on the back with a fan that's this big. All right. Yeah. Right. Correct. So evidently, it must require. It must. It must dissipate a lot of heat. To me, the Cree lighting has always been that yellow thing that looked like a fly trap or an ant bait or whatever. The yellow thing that's flat. And when you press the button, you can't see anything anymore because your (laughs) eyes. It's literally gone into your eye holes and burned your brain out. Oh, no. Now, if I look carefully at this little thing, this tiny little gadget for like four bucks, and it's, it's honestly, this is the packaging. <laughs> the There's snacks, eight like, pods, <laughs> and each pod has four emitters on it. Four is LEDs. That What's that? Is that a well, I think it is because if I look carefully, at least there's Cree-like. a little yellow business. The yellow business. Because when I look at LEDs, an LED is literally simply a positive and a negative, and when you energize them, light goes between them, and whatever color... A board you put them on, or whatever color lens you put around them, is what color LED lighting you get. Insert spectrum wherever mm-hmm. you want to go. The Crees all have that little yellow bottom, yellow bo- yep. Yep. you know, the little yellow yeah. between the connectors, right? So I'll pass it around the room. Go ahead. There's a white button on the back you can press if you'd like to lose your vision for a while. So <laughs> if you'd like to see that. spots, yeah. I know I didn't answer. Yeah. I'm I'm just the asshole, not the whole ass. <laughs> so the. Uh, well, that's the that most important part. It I'd is. like to say you're well, my brand of ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but with the with the Cree lighting, and this is why I bring it up. Everything ass. right now, chocolate starfish. Uh, everything that you're buying is LED, 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 LED. But there's also Cree, and I was wondering if somebody could shed some light on the difference between LED and Cree. I, I thought it was a brand name. I thought Cree was a brand name because when you get into the cool water lights and all that kind of stuff that is out there in the world of ADV riding, 
you know, transporting aluminum boxes from destination A to destination B using a motorcycle. So if you have some aluminum boxes that need to go from point A to point B, you ha you know about like lights, right? Because you are also penetrating the potential darkness with your motorcycle. I'm going to go out on a limb and say these are not crees. Yeah. Because these are not enough light. They're not bright them. enough. They are not <clears throat> right. I had always believed that to be a brand name, and sure enough, I mean, no, I reading think it's, a, I think about it's like it, a, a different <clears throat> Cree with a registered trademark after it every time it's mentioned. Cree yeah. LED lighting is designed hmm. to blend seamlessly with architecture. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Whatever. But the, the but thing is, when you when you the when way you, it's spoken of in this article because is because for slightly more there's than a registered $4, trademark that, after it, and that's where I was going. So for slightly more than four dollars, I bought this. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. That's not Cree. Four people just stopped seeing things. Okay, oh, that is much brighter. Okay, and that is three. So that little thing I passed around the first time is four. four illuminators, and this little thing I'm now pressing with my hand is three illuminators, yes. and it is decidedly brighter. Yes. Yeah. So it also way the, the, So the difference is that that the, the cheaper. Are they running the same battery though? Well, I mean, how many? Yes. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. As luck would have it, yeah. they are both running on. Two nine volt batteries right. put in series. Okay. Right. So, um, so they are eighteen volt running at eighteen volts. Right. And also, cool if you happen to own a bunch of Harbor Freight free multimeters, mm -hmm. that you now have batteries for them for like right. the next two yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not going to mount it to your motorcycle with nine volt batteries hooked up to it. But like I said, we can now put LED on our cat because right. this shit is brighter than fuck. Right. And it's uh, you know but twelve that, bucks. But also that has right. a housing and stuff. This, this is a some, really good housing. Check yeah, this out. This is see, like, in that's my just world. A board. In it's my a board world, some goo that's not brighter it. than fuck. Right. Because I've seen no. Because than you fuck. work on police cars. I've seen where <laughs> brighter than <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Is right. Well, I got I got no, LED. They're LED. You know the daylight sun is LED and one at a time. Start with Johnny. What's that? Macklefresh. You work putting bright lights oh, really? on police cars and fire vehicles. Yeah, you know, your takedown right. lights, your alley yeah, yeah. lights and stuff like yeah. that. And now they're all LED. And they are, they're running on 12-volt, and they are super freaking bright. Like, you talk about being blind. Like, no, you got to be careful. Somebody cuts the lights on, you're going to be seeing spots for a while. I'm seeing spots now. I have to say something, though. And then even your handheld flashlights and stuff like that, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're ridiculously bright. And yeah, yeah. Your, punk, okay, your so Punk Thumper 2000 is now yes. is extremely bright. Yeah. Okay, Pizza Fireman. And oh, Lakewood's God. got these disco lights on their trucks that spin around that are the most bright. On the front of the truck. On the front of the, the very truck. beginning. It spins. The Japanese trucks all have them, too. Yeah. They, they rotate. They're they unbelievably bright. Go ahead. Roto Ray is a brand name, and it was actually invented here in Cleveland, like in the 40s oh, really? or 50s. Yeah, mm, fantastic. But we only recently started specking our trucks with those. We've had them for less than 10 years. And now. is it a is it three or four arms with LEDs on them? Yeah, and they rotate? it looks like a fan. It looks like a fan in the front, yeah. and each of those. Um, <clears throat> and when you blow in, it goes. <laughs> Each of those bulbs is at a different angle too, so it's oh. casting light beams at different angles yeah. as it's spinning. It's a real attention getter. Yeah, we have an old uh, siren from a fire truck up at work. You know, it's one of the old ones yeah. where it spins, and you you take it the two big leads yeah. and put them on a battery. And it's like, a starter motor, and it wants to turn, it wants to flip over. And oh hell yeah! Like, 
now you're stuck as it's not. It, it, it is not shutting off. It's not shutting until off until it, it slows down. We have right. a brake on it. There's a, you put you can push a button on the dash and, and it stops it. A little rubber. Yeah, and they also made exhaust sirens. So I've got I have an old exhaust siren that worked. That was the you know that was the sound of safety, and and, and it, it's the same thing. It's like when you open that valve, that fucker's on. And it's going to make that long, slow, sad. You can right. also buy those at Yellow Barrel Magic for putting them up someone's like uh, exhaust pipe. <laughs> what? Yeah. The whistles? Yeah, I swear to God, I put that in. Oh, oh, the exhaust whistles. My butt. I actually have a. I'm gonna weld these in all day. It's like a disc. You know, I weld it. had like a like a spring that opened up, so you'd stick it in, and it wouldn't like fall back out because the spring arms would open up. And it was like, How old are you that you were going to the yellow bear of magic, by the way? <laughs> oh, dude, oh, I, the end of a punch balloon works, too. Just dude, the guy at the oh, yellow bear of magic, the only reason they closed that shop is because that old guy that worked there got tired of touching young dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just got too old. <laughs> he wasn't tired. He just couldn't find a new victim. <laughs> Everyone in Cleveland had been like, so you go to the yellow bear of magic? Yeah, I bought this cool thing. It's like dumb, and you pull it out, and it snaps your finger. And oh yeah, what else did you get? A, a handy. <laughs> There's a beautiful YouTube video. Didn't even somebody charge me for the, for the gun. finger snapper. Somebody <laughs> slipping a flashlight on somebody's taillight. Come here, you. And then revving the car up, and it's like. <laughs> like it's just like oh, yeah. inflating and a like, flashlight on a tailpipe. Yeah, yeah. A tailpipe. That beats it's a banana. It's hilarious. Wow, yeah. and it's a it's a way to dispose of a perfectly good sixty dollars sex toy. You know. Yeah. Well, I had sixty. I had, and actually, and you know that. By the way, I had no idea. I just threw that out there to find out the flashlight shoppers in the room. And actually, I had. To dis- Where are you getting your flashlight? I don't know. I I actually had to dispose of a flashlight from a buddy uh-huh. got thrown in jail. Oh, buddy, sure. yeah. Can you go? Oh, yeah, your buddy. buddy yeah. Can you go? Whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck the motorcycle whoa. podcast. How does one get to ever say the phrase, I had to dispose of a fleshlight? <laughs> For my buddy. For a buddy. <laughs> Who was going to jail? He was in jail. And he's like, can you clean some stuff up? Do me a favor. I've got one phone call. <laughs> I guess it's very carefully. I shall say this only once. <laughs> delete, delete my browsing history and throw away my flashlight. <laughs> it's being recorded for training purposes. <laughs> I got some stuff. I don't want my wife and kids There's to There's a buy. footlocker um, in the basement that oh, says, under his bed. Dad's stuff. Look at the mattress. <laughs> Dad's, Dad's memories. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we broke Dustin. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. I missed I I, I wanna I wanna roll this back a little bit. Over Can you. we go back to you said under the mattress? <laughs> Between the mattresses. Between the mattresses is enough room for six hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> Any more than six hustlers, mom can see the bump. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You spread them out so it doesn't make such a bump. If there's a flashlight between the mattresses, it's gotta have easy even access. a shitty cleaning lady's going to notice I that. I think it was still wet. Oh. oh no! You went to lift the top mat. You went to lift the mattress up the box ring. Yeah, you weren't supposed to lick it before you. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! When I used it, it was nice and ready to go. So. <laughs> okay, so can I ask why there's bearings in the freezer? We always keep our bearings <laughs> in the freezer. Yeah. In fact, if you're not keeping your bearings in the freezer, I don't want you working on my motorcycle. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, we, can I do a tech tip? 
more than the one we've already Probably done. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Introduce the segment, though. Introduce it. Okay, I'm good. This is a tech tip. Like, from Steve, no, from, from Steve, three quarter bottle Patron. After tequila, I love it. I saw it out there. I was drooling on it. That's very nice, isn't it? That's a beautiful. What, so what year? Uh, what year 71. again? Seventy-one. Seventy-one. What color is it? More it's important, red and white. Perfect Honda, red and white. Uh, it, it, it's beautiful. It's got that, that is a perfect gorgeous. Honda wing. You on are the beautiful. No, Nineteen seventy-one Honda CB one seventy-five. I almost said it was a 350 at first, and then I was like, wait a second. No, that's not a 350. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love 175s. 169s. I love 175s. I've had a few. Yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful bikes. I love you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, John. (laughs) I feel loved now. (laughs) No, you're feeling tequila. (laughs) (laughs) You're feeling that upper. It's the opposite of a depressant. (laughs) Turns out. So, so he was right. So you're right. <laughs> so you told me a little bit about this before. You right. bought this for your son. Right. Turns out he'd rather ride your XT three hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Okay. So he's taking my two hundred and fifty, and so me. now this is my adopted spoiled little brat. Mm-hmm. He, he is, but I love the character. Yeah. Oh. So I took it out the other day, and it died, and I had to push it all the way home, about a half a mile home. You son of a bitch. You tried to put your son out there on that bike. You uh, did not try to do it. <laughs> I think it's hilarious how many motorized vehicles you own on planet Earth and you pushed anything. I love pushing <laughs> things. I had to push my Helix home a mile oh, the other day. Push, oh. push it. Push it. Push so, it. So anyway, I, I had to push it home turn. and I determined that the, the condenser was bad. Don't, you're not so I have anymore. a meter. I checked okay. the meter and it had uh, zero... CF sign. We're still listening to this. Zero CF sign. <laughs> so I knew the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I checked the multimeter. Yeah. And there were no fucks left to yeah, give. No <laughs> okay, so I replaced the Are you condenser. Yeah. And it still did not start. Oh, get the fuck oh, out of here, no, man. No. That oh, condenser was a home run. But, shit but the mind. condenser was definitely bad. Right. Okay, so. Oh, wait. So the condenser was bad. You cunt. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. All right. <laughs> What's going on down here? Did you Come check on. Hey, see what he just fucking did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. people up over here oh, with, my the, God. with the tequila. I don't think right. that Ducati. Okay. So anyway, so <laughs> so what did it take to get the 175 going again? <laughs> so so the condenser, the condenser was yeah. not so the culprit. A tip for everybody. Please buy a good multimeter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miter? What's a miter? <laughs> multimeter. Miter. All right. Multimeter. It's easy for you to say. Yes. Too much tequila. I have a fluke. <laughs> no, I was going to say fluke or equivalent. I have a fluke. I'm, I'm entering Mechelfresh stage. I have a fluke. Oh, <laughs> He's got a fluke. This is interesting. I have a fluke. On the other side of it? I've never been on this end of the game. Wait a second. Hold on. Are 17 Harbor Freight multimeters equal to one good one? No, I actually have a fluke. What's the exchange rate? I actually have both at work, and right. I tested the fluke with yeah. the Harbor with Freight. With Harbor Freight, yeah. And I get exactly the same numbers. Now, I bought, a, I got, well, I wouldn't say I bought, I got another free Harbor Freight meter. And Nobody I, buys this. I finally got the first one that was DOA that was dead out of the box. Right. But I took it apart and welded it, soldered, excuse me, oh, yeah. soldered, the, soldered, yeah. soldered it back together, and I've got now another working one and everything. Right. If, the thing about it is my fluke one that was... City issued right. never leaves my toolbox because I'm not losing that fucker not in the back of the no. cop car. No right. way, man. My Harbor Freight ones, they can go fuck up. I don't care. Like, they don't cost that much. The flukes cost. I can't afford to lose a fluke. Dollars, not, 200 so. bucks. Well, and 
And here's the ultimate thing. I think that we should just, in the interest of sport and, and making somebody just, making somebody's day. And I'm talking about Kelly, that pleasantly plump girl that works at Harbor Freight in Parma. Mm. And I think we should go down and make Kelly's oh, yeah. day. And I think one of us should there go in go. there and actually be the first person in the history of Harbor Freight to actually purchase that multimeter. multimeter. <laughs> 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 I can't afford that. Three dollars and ninety-nine cents. No one it'll has make ever bought a multimeter. I believe it's six dollars and ninety-nine cents. Full and it's retail. A Twenty-one dollar value. Not the compare to value. No, no. It's the if you purchase it, I believe that retail value is six ninety-nine. And I nobody's that, ever paid six ninety-nine for that. I think that if she has to do anything other than scan a coupon to give you a free one. She's just gonna shit herself right there. <laughs> She's gonna. James and I walked out. Of, James and I walked out of there with. I'm a glad receipt. you know her name's Kelly. <laughs> James and I walked out of there with a receipt that was half the length of the store, damn near five thousand dollars. One stop at Harbor Freight. It was the the longest receipt they'd ever recorded at the Parma Harbor Freight, and. Uh, did it, they have to go get another roll of tape? No, no, but they were literally, by the time we, we rolled up like seven or eight carts. Oof. So we rolled up seven or eight carts, but then we also had three lifts, compressors. Right. We were outfitting an entire shop. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys get a handy and, on your way out? Or no, what? we didn't, but the interesting thing was. Poor Kelly. Really, <laughs> <laughs> at least a pile of coupons. A pile of coupons. But they are next to B&B. Well, and as it so as as it so happens, as we (laughs) as we were going through, at some point they called the manager because we're tax exempt, of course. Steven for the win. So we're tax exempt. So they had to call the manager. The manager comes up and he's like, "Okay," and he looks at the carts and he he goes on. And so then the manager called another guy that works there in the back because they had to go pull all the lifts and shit and Mm -hmm. you know all the the presses. And like we we didn't buy an English wheel, but we like we bought like a fifteen ton press. Like we bought some shit. Do they have to check all this out with Homeland Security? Just well, it was sure. hilarious. <laughs> when we got done, when we got done, we realized that we had the entire staff of the Parma Harbor Freight standing around the register because we were using every asset they had. Mm. <laughs> we had purchased. Yeah. Well, I think there's four people in the building. At any given moment, and all of them were tasked by our purchase, and it was hilarious because the guy was like, um, "How are you getting all this shit home?" And we went, "Well, we've got two full-size Toyota Tundras. We're, we're good. We're cool. Let's load it up." And it was obscene the amount of shit that we bought at Harbor Freight. Did you get a slow clap when you were leaving? The oh store? no, they were just in shock. <laughs> they were absolutely in shock. The people in East Lake had the same effect. Penny and I went in there one time and, and ran like. 2200 bucks on Harbor Freight shit. And they got all excited there, and I was like, oh no, call Parma. They'll tell you about us. So, <laughs> They'll tell you about yeah. us. The, uh, just call Parma. Parma. <laughs> Since you're talking about quiet other things, separate, totally conversations. Sorry, sorry. I was fucking talking when you were talking. Yeah, I, it's because, you know, it's radio. What the fuck? Uh, so, Cleveland Moto, mid Atlantic bad decision, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, People well, like uh, to listen to our podcast, so no, we've. The when, are we, when are we doing this? Sponsored by PBR and Patron, huh? Either the, <laughs> either the first or second week. It depends. Week. 
Yeah. Either the first or second weekend of October. October. October, exactly, right. Um, Yeah, first or second weekend of October. We haven't quite nailed it down yet, but Sleepy, (laughs) Sleepy, not asleep at the Switch, decided we should have art. Because, you know, where there is art, there will soon be t-shirts if you've ever worked around Cleveland Motor long enough. I'll do it. So there's a there's a rather ADV hero looking fella. ADV. He's even got ADV. He's got a chest patch for the Cleveland Moto helmet on him. Uh, <laughs> thanks to one of our listeners. But uh, Cleveland Moto, instead of the Mid Atlantic, what is it? Mid Atlantic backwoods back country back country discovery route back. Door broke back. Yeah, broke, broke back. back mountain. Mountain. <laughs> route. Okay, the Mid Atlantic bad decision route. Uh, <laughs> FABDR, which is perfect for us. Man, and then what? he's flanked by. Uh, <laughs> it's our bad decision, not not Mid Atlantic's. Yeah, he's flanked by a P series uh, and yep. a uh, a Honda. What can only be described as a CT70. Yeah, yeah, CT70. CT, let's see it. Totally CT70. Yeah, yeah. Holding handlebars and the whole everything. <laughs> nice. That's got all the shits. <laughs> and then uh, cases upon oh, cases of PBR nice. and uh, Patron. So uh, I think that's out there wait. for a moment. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough for rock and roll. <laughs> I see it. Being an critic. <laughs> it's what I like to call a reasonable. I think what you brought us tonight, your tequila you brought us tonight, yeah, is what I would call a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's yeah. an yeho, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an yeho. That's a patron. So we're we're game on, man. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you slice it. Five bottles of that for the the route. <laughs> he's only allocated for three. I think we're we might need it. <laughs> he's only allocated 120 cans of beer and three bottles of Patron. That's per day. I was going to yeah, say that's, yeah. that's our daily measure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? That's the sound of awesome. Uh, okay, but so we've had. I've had some time to think about this. That's never good. It's never good. <laughs> uh, Just no. go forward. Think later. Right. You, I don't you think, cannot give Phil time to think. I don't think we need to have nine whole days of this adventure that's divided into nine segments. And honestly, I do no. think we should approach it with the maximum amount of stupidity. I'm thinking, what was the picture you sent me? What the hell was that punishment bike? 1981 Honda Express. <laughs> 50cc, fully Give automatic. It. Express by name alone. Yes. <laughs> it tops out at about 22 miles an hour. Oh, my oh, sweet Jesus. No. There's another one that was on Craigslist. Craigslist. Oh, the, the one with the big, like, oh, yeah. like straddle. What you, the yeah, the big it's like, yeah. I forget what they call that's it. That's the no, two speed. Senior Express. I'm excited to see the run on 10 inch knobbies. Yeah, well, we, so <laughs> as luck would have it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. As luck would have it, this isn't our first rodeo. So we have six sets of 10 inch knobbies already mounted up. Yeah, yeah so. If you guys remember, last year and the year before, before Bandcamp, I feverishly went to the back of the shop and I grabbed all those IRC trailer tires that are knobbies, mm. you know, they're, they're knobbies, and I mounted them up on everything that would hold air. And I took them to Bandcamp and was basically renting them to people so that they could turn their scooter into an off-road vehicle for the duration of Bandcamp, and then they would return me the knobbies at the end of the event. A true adventure. A true adventure. Yes. Right. It, it, explain nothing defines. Explain a little bit about Bandcamp to everyone. Oh no! This is a family just, program. Just, just why they would need knobbies. That's guarded It rains. It gets muddy. You ride your bike. That's why you need knobbies. What is it? This one time at Bandcamp. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's all we can say. Look, 
band camp. Is band camp. Requisites. Father's Day weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, Father's yeah, Day yeah, weekend, yeah. traditionally speaking, yeah. <laughs> and it's a scooter rally. And uh, so that means, you know, gay. Wait, uh, does a C70 fit in that? What? Francisco! Okay, no, no. For the first thing about Bandcamp... Does it have leg shields? The first thing I would like to specify about Bandcamp is... One, vintage is awesome. Like, vintage is preferred. It's hosted by the Pittsburgh Vintage Scooter Club. PBS. PBS. I love the Steelers. Well, then you'll fit right in. Do you speak Yinzer? Fuck, you're speaking Yinzer now. What the hell? So the... uh, How Yin's doing? (laughs) So Bandcamp is a place Looks where like doing pretty good. <laughs> so Bandcamp is a place where the actually the Ohio Moto Guzzi chapter used to have their rides. Hmm. Oh, little little mm-hmm. tip for people who didn't know. But yeah, the Moto Guzzi tip for Moto Guzzi owners. <laughs> right. So like they used to go together and so this is down in New Somerset, Ohio. Um, Toronto, Toronto Band Camp. It's the Toronto the Toronto, Toronto Band Fathers. Fathers. Thank you. It's, that's what's painted on the side yeah. of the barn, mm-hmm. and it's located at the corner of Jefferson's Church or whatever. Corner of my phone doesn't work, and where Go, the fuck right. am I? Go to the, <laughs> I just broke my leg. I need to get a exactly. Go to the third white <laughs> church when you get to this the, here. What? Yeah, April's can you? You better go. Yeah. I mean, it's like, about two miles from where the helicopter lands. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can somebody attend if they have to leave for a work function on Sunday? Oh, so, well, to let you know, I have historically gone down sometimes as early as Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, that's my plan. Camped in, like, set your camp up Thursday night. I don't think they'll let you on the property before, like, 6 p.m. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go in. And you set yourself up, and basically you just hang around with other people and drink and talk about like dumb shit, whatever, and randomly ride a gas-powered or electric-powered mm-hmm. contrivance around the property until you fall over in a circle, in a circle, <laughs> in the exact same direction, yes. and apparently <laughs> clockwise. Yes, right. Unless you're me, in which case I find anti-clockwise to be far more stimulating because you get all the people so coming at you. Well, they're coming at you, and it's so much better. <laughs> Right. Like Midnight Express, when it goes the other way, then it's so much cooler. <laughs> it's so much cooler. The only rules are you can't be on the football field because the band right. kids use that to practice their band camp. Mm-hmm. That's roped right? off. Right, that's roped off, mm-hmm. and that is the, one of the two rules you don't fuck with. The other rule is no fireworks after. <laughs> Three a.m. No. That's oh, called the Kurt Cousineau rule. <laughs> the fact there has to be like a no fireworks after. Well, hold on. The Kurt Cousineau rule was only written because of John Mecklefresh. Because John Mecklefresh handed me some things that had fuses coming out of them and said, only for special occasions. Hold my beer. <laughs> And anybody who knows me, this. anybody who knows me knows I took that and I filed it away for only for special occasions because yeah. I am not. I don't take that shit lightly. So, like at O Dark Thirty one year, I see Kurt Cousineau, remarkably no sentient, not sober, but sentient, more sentient than any of the rest of us who are walking around like a bad day at Walking Dead. Like, and Kurt's like kind of like walking around like I'd like a mission. And I was like here. 
have bombs. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and like people are like, it's an H one thousand. You know, stick of dynamite. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> There's a reason I gave them to you and right. you gave them to him. Exactly. Yeah. They're scary. <laughs> They're scary as fuck. And it's a square, and it doesn't even look like a firework. It looks like a doorstop. Like it doesn't look like a thing that'd be like light this and get well away. No, this is like light this and call Homeland Security. <laughs> this is not safe. And so John gave them to me, and I had them in my van for a long time. And then aging, aging. And then I gave them to Kurt. And you know a firework is good when it actually has legit green cannon fuse. And if and if uh, my pyrotechnics in the room will tell you that cannon fuse. Cannon fuse has a rate of burn yes. that you can set your watch to. Measurable. Yep, it is measurable is. rate of burn. And you also know that a foot of cannon fuse is 30 seconds. It's equal to three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want one of our southern listeners to correct us, but I think there is a fireworks store down south that is called, like, Nervous Johnson's. <laughs> Nervous Johnson's fireworks. Three Finger Joe's. Right, and it's got a picture of a guy on the billboard who's like fucking stressed out. And he's all shaky and shit, and he sells fireworks. And they have more than one location. It's not like Phantom Fireworks or Black Phantom or Black Cat. No, down south it's like Nervous Gertrude's fireworks. Like, Holy you know, fuck. Like, it's not great. It's like, Hold my beer and watch this shit. Okay. But band Our camp. fuses are not to be confused. Yeah. <laughs> Don't confuse us. Uh, Don't confuse us. Confucius. <laughs> anyway, Bandcamp is a scooter rally that's turned into Nerdy Burning Man. It's, 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 it has a theme every year. So every year there's a theme. We had Bandcamp, and so you, they showed up with an actual scooter-powered 18-wheeler thing with people in the back of it that were defending the fucking toe-cutter and Thunderdome, Thunderdome shit, right? <laughs> Master Blaster was there with a hockey mask on. And there was, a, there was a goddamn Thunderdome. A poorly, hastily erected Thunderdome. That shit went down in there. And that's a scooter rally. The proper way. Where you, you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe I just witnessed what I did. And it's at any moment a 43-year-old slightly tubby guy can roll past you naked <laughs> and then followed by the scooter he was used to be riding. <laughs> and you'd be like, dude, you didn't end up on the band field. Good enough. Cool. You know what's awesome? Is that 17 people haven't made a documentary about it yet. Slightly tubby. That's, that's dude, shit. dude, this year, you and no, I. It'll no, 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 it'll ruin it. You and I. No, that's no, that's no, no, no. So wait, no, Kurt, no. So Kurt lights no. them though. You he never lit them. Okay, stop. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Shh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Years ago, I went to Burning Man in 1992, and it was awesome. By 1994, film crews had discovered it and fucked it all up. And that's when you took your nipple ring out. Well, <laughs> they all grew out. All right. Now, Bandcamp is the same way. We don't want this to be documented in anything no other pictures. than the mind of a pound and a half of not reliable gray Mushrooms. matter that's between my ears. Right? So the way that I remember it is good. But if there are cameras there, here's this weird thing. Back in the day before cameras and phones being in the same device, we used to 
get naked and ride around and 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 do horrible, crazy, ridiculous, fun things. And then there became I would a, not say horrible. Hold on. There became a thing called Scoot.net, which is where you could take the events of the weekend and empty your digital camera into it, and then people who didn't attend the rally could look at the rally at you know in absentia. And they could go, oh my god, I wasn't there. And I, I'm sad I wasn't there because is that a breast or a scrotum? I can't tell from this angle. <laughs> I'm not sure. But what happened is people is who have dick out? Well, what happens is people who have jobs <laughs> and kids <clears throat> or kids who have jobs or are a teacher Families. or a lawyer or a doctor. People who are all, alive. All of a sudden there's a picture of their pink parts on the internet. <laughs> because cameras have ruined everything. Because some asshat with a digital camera that cost $31 decided to post his photos from the weekend <laughs> on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then pictures of people we care about ended up on wicked420.com, brah. Because the internet is not a place where you can direct activity. You know, selective just memory. Go, you, you know, selective memory, right. right selective yeah. memory is the best memory. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it yeah. selects the no, best. No, it's taller. Patron memory. <laughs> no, selective memory is the best memory. Because it Steve's living on selective memory well, right now. So Seriously. the rules about Bandcamp are no fireworks after a determined hour. It's yeah. Kurt Cousineau rule. Because uh, I gave him those fireworks. <laughs> and then at some point, at some point of the morning, and I'm going to say after three, but before seven. Kurt had decided to take one of these things and put it into a trash barrel. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Light it and get well away. Well, that trash barrel is now in space. <laughs> in a geocentric orbit around Bandcamp. It's like, it's literally, if you look up at night it's from Steubenville, you can see that trash barrel <laughs> circling Earth. <laughs> it is, or as Kurt would call it, Stupidville. Stupidville, yeah. right, right. Because at that moment, everybody in the county woke up. <laughs> Honey, got, did we blow a water tank? <laughs> and I'm just going to say, way to go, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt. And Kurt earned it. And I think that of the 12 rules of Bandcamp, <clears throat> Kurt is responsible for at least three of them. <laughs> I'd He's an it, overachiever. Well, they're like well, they're like the POC Jedi Knight rules, right? Like you're not allowed to climb up, you're not allowed to jump the hill coming back into the campsite in a Fort line van with twelve people in it. That is clearly my rule. Yeah, it sounds like a. You're not allowed to there. turf. You're not allowed to turf the the parade. No, that, that, we got yelled at for that. Uh, very few people stood by me. When that happened, everyone else got their shit out of my van because they saw me getting kicked out in a hurry. But there's a fireworks rule. And then there's like, but there aren't a lot of rules, right? But the rules that are there are there because of like 25 years of experience. For your protection. No, no, no. None of them are actually for your protection. We've had helicopters land in this bitch. Like, it's for the venue's protection. Though. It's no, it's. It's for the people organizing the rally right. to eliminate the bullshit. Right. right. We don't it's, want the cops coming. Right. The cops? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Helicopters apparently are cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the skate-topia it's, of, of It is. Yeah. It really is skate-topia. And if you take a helicopter yeah. ride and come back afterwards. <laughs> That's <laughs> extra play. That dude showed up. That dude showed back up with half a face. Uh, like, uh-huh. I don't know how the fuck it was. I was just like, They dude, took him are... away in a helicopter. <laughs> I'd never seen anybody crash between turn two and turn three. And get all of turn two and turn three in one crash. Like, he crashed. 
and he erased most of his face. And then we got to have a helicopter land, blew away everything that wasn't nailed down. <laughs> it turns out helicopters are assholes. <laughs> and then took him away, and then he came back later on and was like, I got catching up to do. <laughs> pocket full of Vicodin. And it was game on. <laughs> but scooters are gay. So. <laughs> I I, you scooters. know what? I tell every motorcycle person I know yeah. that... You should go to a scooter rally. No, they shouldn't. No. No, no. no. We've had people show up like that, and they're like, I got it! And then, like, later on, we're like, oh, oh, that looks painful. Yeah, <clears throat> that looks bad. Well, I, I just tell them that. I used like, to go to a lot of motorcycle Or a certain redhead shows up and goes, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't ever, ever see, yeah. yeah. I don't ever see anything happening at a motorcycle rally that's nearly as... And AMA Vintage Days is starting to up their game. Because the barrel racing aspect of it... Every time I drive past barrel racing, I'm just like... How do they let that happen? And meanwhile, there's an entire drunken discotheque happening (laughs) 70 feet away from our bus. Oh, discotheque. They're also letting that happen. I was on fire wearing a Captain America onesie. Half my face silver... Doing the world's longest smoky burnout on a BW200 with a drunk Zach behind me on a milk crate attached to half a snowboard. That's a sentence that exists in the world now on the internet. Right. I mean, that, that, like, somebody who's deaf got that typed out for them just now so they could enjoy it too. But somebody who's deaf got that typed out. Think about that. If you're a deaf podcast listener, everything I just said got printed out for you. And they're going, repeat. (laughs) (laughs) What are we like on time? This is going to have been a long run. We're right where we should be, two hours. So we're one hour and 56 minutes. Oh, by the way, if you are a new podcast listener, you understand our podcasts tend to run about two hours now. They are not intended for consumption in one dose. (laughs) Take a nap. The correct dosage of this is like four chunks. We do these every week, and it's supposed to last you through the week. Unless they're drinking with us. Well, if they're drinking with you. Hey! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hold on. If they don't find you handsome. They should at least find you handy. (laughs) (laughs) Make it two hours. You need to be at least four or five in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do we have any events coming up? Any events or anything? Yeah, it's the official start of motorcycle season in Cleveland a month ago. Not yet. I want to talk about waking up bikes. This week is going to be good. (laughs) I think we can talk about waking up bikes. Well, who rode here tonight? I did. Okay, so you rode here on CB one seventy five. What are you walking home on? Wait, wait. I thought earlier there was a passport out there. There was a road. There was a passport. You changed bikes? I changed bikes. I actually (laughs) fixed my CV-175, and that's out there. You changed bikes. (laughs) That's dedicated. I have 22 of them. Okay, who else rode here tonight? I did. And you rode your Super Super T. Tenere. Two times in a week. What, what? What? Oh, two times in a row? Yeah. I'll bring a different one next time. You better. Sorry. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> Steve's giving you shit here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. Somebody here just bought a new bike. I needed my heated grips. It's been a while. We've been over that. You already went over that? Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Me, man. From Pete. February. So Pete. how many people out here, if you bought a brand spanking oh, new bike, how long would it sit in your garage before you took it for a ride? Seven seconds. Seven seconds? 
Anybody? Yeah. Let's say there was much. a half a foot yeah. of snow on the ground. Would you still take it for a ride? Seven down seconds. the street, yeah. Seven seconds. Yeah, at least they don't run in the snow and back in yeah. the garage. <laughs> I bought a KLR 250 and I already rode it. You already rode it? Okay. Yeah. So how long have you owned your bike, Pete? I did a donut in the driveway for a crash. Gotcha. How many miles are on the clock? Ten. Okay. What well, bike? okay. So you did ride it. A, it's been ridden a little bit. A wee bit. What bike? Mac. Now, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this whole question set Let up to embarrass Pete? Yeah. 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 So it has heated grips, right? Yep. Well, there's no excuse today. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, we talked about this. We talked about this. This is where Pete is with bikes, though, because he has other bikes and everything, and it's just like this is one in a progression of bikes that he's. Bought and owned, and then will own. No, but of the group of people here, I say. Well, how many times have you rode your Africa Twin? I rode it this week. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I'll bring it here. So we as don't believe that you've ridden it this road, week. You get to ride. I've never oh, seen it. off, dude. Yeah. We had a deluge. You no, know, but you know what? Well, I don't even think Sunday? he's got an Africa Twin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no. no salt. It rained 3.5 inches on Sunday. There's no I salt am. in the plane. I was just oh, taken back. I rode here with Pete. He was telling me he has his BMW F800. I'm like, he's like, I haven't really ridden it. I don't even have plates on it. I'm like, what? You just bought a brand new bike. Oh, yeah. Through at the at the IX Center, and you haven't even ridden it? I'm like, I'd be riding it. I'm like, it's... Up until it's, Sunday, the salt excuse was okay, but right. we had a deluge that flooded half the state. There's yeah, but no then salt. they salted we, like we crazy on the They did. Deluge so this is as, true. As two days ago, they salted like crazy. Okay, go with that. Well, hold on. <laughs> but in all fairness, no, Pete is going. planning on getting they his registration tomorrow. Like you yeah. Oh, it's registered. I'm done. I'm leaving Sunday. He's leaving Sunday. It was like riding over gravel. I didn't see that. Yeah, over here. So here on the west side, I think that somebody decided they wanted to alter the budget for next year because for no fucking reason like because of the hint of one inch of snow at mm-hmm. night and we shouldn't be having this conversation in april they laid down 93 <laughs> tons of salt here on the west side for no fucking reason and so now the exit i get off of when i get off at Clegg, i'm riding a bike home the other night customer's bike that's got to get some miles put on every it. intersection is, is a pile of salt. salt like and he's right he's not kidding uh, less than a week ago, we did get enough rain mm-hmm. that it flooded out our helmet department. But like, and and unt. my basement and your basement. Exactly. Your basement We're going to talk about B drive. Fuck yes, it yeah. did. Yeah, it happens Fucking here. Rocky River. Well, mm-hmm. piece of shit too. house I live in. <laughs> no, so, there's no reason why your basement should have flooded because your system is, is serviced by Lakewood. Fuck you. No, it is. <laughs> it is. No, it has nothing to do with that. Yes, so they it got is. a shitty basement. It does have something that to do with that. No, it doesn't. All that yeah, it does. Oh, my your goodness. Section, your section of Rocky Stop. Reverse. It's not podcast related. That oh, right. Right. No, no, you know what? I'm putting 500 miles on this weekend. What's that? I'm putting 500 miles on this weekend. I am too. Goddamn right, Pete. Yeah, I'm going Sunday. I'm coming back Monday. I'm getting up 5 a.m. Sunday riding. We're all going with you. So where are you planning on going, Pete? Hold on. Wait for it. I put at least... I put at least 40 miles on today on at least eight different bikes. Because <laughs> I, t- I did customer rides today, and I rode the shit out of some customers' bikes. The BMW is due for break-in service at yeah. 600 miles, yeah. and I'm oh, going to okay. um, put those 600 miles on Sunday yeah, Monday. Yeah. yeah, I rode a CB200 today. I'm going nice. Yeah. yeah. I have a sweet spot for CB200. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I rode a CB200 today. That's kind of cool. Route 60? That's How an was interesting it running? thing. 
Really good. Remarkably good. The clutch was slipping for a little while, but I fixed that. What color was it? Silver. 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 With the maroon stripes. With the maroon stripes. And for all of our vintage motorcycle lovers in the audience. It's a good ride. I got some other. There you go. For all of our vintage motorcycle lovers in the audience. Uh, a CB200 that came in here. We talked about it a little bit. It was hanging around the front of the showroom. I don't know if it made the podcast. But it went out on its... Uh, it hadn't run in almost 15 years. And it went out on its maiden voyage today. And despite the rather mm, geriatric tires, I was able to get strikingly good performance out of that bike. <laughs> and, uh, and with the front brake, which is a cable-operated disc, mechanical yeah. disc, as we say. Well, isn't that an anti-lock brake? Well, it definitely Shh. didn't lock. Yeah. There's no chance of locking. Even on, like, the goddamn, you know... It's a, it's, oh it's a will never lock brake. Oh, the front, the, the tires were like dumb wops. Like, they were horrible. Dumb wops? Dumb wops. They, uh, they were bad tires. And I locked, I grabbed the front and the back at the same time. I, I stepped down and grabbed with more authority than you should ever do on a slightly salty, gravelly kind of road out here. And it did not, at no point was I in any danger of locking up a brake. But yeah. isn't it scary when your rear brake works better than your front brake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's interesting is the new Vespas. I took a brand new Vespa out today. I took a couple of them out for test drives and uh, got it hooking down the street, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour here on the side street, and then just grabbed both brakes with wild abandon. Like, true idiocy. Like, just, just fuck you, Martha, I'm coming. And just grabbed them both and crushed them. And the bike went, and it stopped. And at no point did my rear brake lock even, like, a cunt hair. And at no point did my front brake lock at all. But I, there were things happening. Computers were doing their thing. And the bike <laughs> did stop remarkably well. Hmm. And it was uh, completely uninspiring. And then I took a girl out for a test ride on the back of that green-colored Buddy 150 mm-hmm. right there. And she's an attractive girl. And, she, and, oh, yeah. and, well, and, and attractive basket, too. And apparently she has <laughs> She really had two attractive baskets. Strong arms. She has really sharp nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she reached around me, and I told her when I got on the bike, because she's considering buying one of those two bikes, the Boston Cream Donut mm-hmm. or the Italia. And uh, I or, took her, or the fill cream donut. Nah, <laughs> her husband was right here, and so and he I, was an attractive man too. They're both they're gorgeous. As, as, as Emma would say, he was very well groomed, and uh, they were an attractive couple. And with his I took pants on, yes. So I took them both out for a ride. Now, first of all, I must admit I am a two hundred and twelve. Did you take him out too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh. am a two hundred and twelve pound shaved gorilla of. <laughs> Irish Scottish origin, a blubber, <laughs> well something, and she was on the back. Irish, but mostly <coughs> no, potentially Scottish, mostly Irish. With a, with a giant streak of trailer trash running down my back. So now, I, I said, which one of you would like to be the first victim participant? And we went out, and she jumped on the back of the bike, and we went out, and we did a maximum performance demo ride. Really? And you, which one you, you were like, that? yeah, never came back. Really? Hold on, that's not how it works around here. the table. But here's what we did. We launched as fast as a Buddy 150 would launch out of here. And it took a decent amount of wolf juice to get it going. This thing has not been fired in anger in a bit, like maybe three months. 
And that, talk about waking up your bike. Everything's a little stiff right now. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Took it outside. Boy, I'll tell you. Boy, the battery tender had the battery tender had shown its like the value of an Optimate. The 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 value of a battery tender. Wish I had a battery tender. Well, you know. If they came up with the Optimate, the Optimate kicks much ass for for thirty nine dollars an Optimate one will make your battery perform like a hero. Even when the carburetor is reluctant, the battery is willing. Yeah. And that's what happened out there. Mm. I cranked that thing so many times, I made Johnny Chrome go get me some can of wolf juice. <laughs> so he went and got me, and I sprayed it, and we hit it. And eventually it was like, oh, oh shit, I'm a bike again. Oh, that's right, I'm no longer art. I am now an actual vehicle. And it went from being art to a vehicle, just like that. It snapped out of a coma. It did. Yep. And these people were looking at the bike. They were considering buying, like, this is not boating well. And they were like, maybe we should get the fuel-injected model. And I'm like, well, you know, this is part of the character. And character's the other word for fucked up in this. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, she jumped on the back of the bike. Go ahead. With carburetors, you have to run them every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. You know, seriously. Kind of Unless you want to clean them every week. It's shit. But a little bit of wolf juice, That's, man, and it was wake up with little well, Susie. Okay, and yes. <laughs> with the wolf juice, wolf we were juice. game on. Yeah. 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 With we the wolf juice, we were game on. Wolf juice! For the record, wolf juice and knowing we where to spray. We got it on the table, wolf juice. There you go. Yeah. But took her out for a ride, and of course did all the things that we do. Mm. And anybody who's ever ridden with me knows that we like to explore the limits of the tires. <laughs> <laughs> and the brakes and everything else. And so we had maximum acceleration takeoff, and she was like, I had no idea they were this fast. And she tried to squeeze herself through me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's... That. Isn't that awesome? That's pretty that's awesome. pretty awesome. For $10, that's not bad. <laughs> oh, wait, my wife does that, and I hate that. Oh, really? No, I love it. No, I can't breathe. Then she's Just doing it right. I like it when your wife does it no. to me. You know what? <laughs> my son, she squeezes me so tight yeah. that I cannot breathe. It loves me till I'm blue in the face. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> my, wife, my wife figured out my bike has a back. So oh, fuck that. I would take that shit off. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I catch a girl one leaning against the top <laughs> yeah. case yeah. Yeah. so that like the front wheel's coming up every time I leave a light, mm. no, she is compromising no, the integrity of that back end. High, medium, She was low. a high grabber. This girl, no. this girl no. was a high grabber. Low is okay. Yeah. Medium and high. Dude, lower. No. Lower. Yeah. Lower. Better. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't both hands on the joystick, but I was like, I have nipples. I forgot I had nipples. Yeah. And... And yeah, we did all the things. You know, the panic stop. Yeah. Panic stop is transition for boobs and back. The short stop. Yep. Yeah, short stop, boobs and back. And you'd be like, you know, you can tell the difference between a padded bra and not when you apply a healthy dose of all the brakes. And so it was cool. We had a really good time. And we came back and exploited the buddy's. Uh, the buddy Italia has a stable Nautilus air horn, <laughs> which will literally knock the dirt off a homeless person at 50 feet. <laughs> I really can't attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I broke my neck. He's like, he's coming up beside off. me. He hits the horn. That paints a picture. His eyes were as big as saucers. Yeah. 
Steve, he thought, he thought a trade go back, bear turn the key on that green bike, and press the horn button. Not this air horn. Horn, horn, earmuffs. Hold on, wait a second. Horn, horn, horn. Fuck you, I'm listening to it. Yes, that's a scooter horn, bitches. My favorite thing is when I'm in traffic, I have a horn like that on my BMW. Oh fuck! If I see like a high school girl texting or something. I'll hit the horn, but I'll be looking straight ahead. So she doesn't know where the fuck is She's looking all over for the bus or the dump truck that's getting the train. <laughs> that horn is called a stable, S-T-E-B-E-L, yeah. Nautilus. Yes. And it requires a relay, so you need to put mm-hmm. a relay in the system, and you will then literally scare people into coronary episodes. Yeah. Now, what will beat it is when we did the Babe Rally, yeah. we had the sound of safety. <laughs> So we had literally... That was the best thing ever. (laughs) We had a fire truck horn. A fire truck horn mounted to the top of our van. Our questionably... A van of questionable title. (laughs) By the way, you'll have another fire truck horn Right, and so we had a fire truck horn that was at least three feet long. If I can tell the story... Go right ahead. Um, No. Phil Phil bought the horn for a few bucks off of eBay. And it didn't work. For law enforcement use only. Yeah. So uh, our our friend friend Shane and I were in my uh, garage one night trying to figure out, like, how can we make this horn work? And, well, what's the first thing you do is put 125 PSI at it. Well, we took it apart (laughs) and realized that the the, uh, diaphragm was fractured. So So it was pregnant. Yeah. I I had a pair of, like, uh, just plastic... You know, like wet pants. <laughs> Soft side swimming pool material works. The Basically, best. yeah. So mm-hmm. we cut a circle no, out of Dustin that. Dustin did good. <laughs> we put it in, and uh, so we hook it up to this little compressor that I have, and we're like, I wonder if it will fire. And we <laughs> dump it, and it, like one o'clock at night, it's like, HONK! <laughs> we're like, holy shit! <laughs> So we rigged up this compressor that we had to work in Phil's van. Right? The neighborhood wakes uh, up. <laughs> Half of them defecated first. <laughs> he now has three roof leaks he didn't yeah. have before. <laughs> Shot the nails Shot off the nails out of the roof. <laughs> and a dead yeah, cat. Dead squirrel, squirrel in the rafters. Squirrel with a little excess on its All his neighbors got new rodents because they all left and went everywhere. A little squirrel heart attack right there in the the rafters. I hate this podcast. (laughs) Awesome. So we're down in uh, uh, Florida, Virginia Beach. I don't know what the fuck it was. We were delivering scooters while we were winning the event. So, uh, literally, we were. I know. and, uh, And so we're in the van and we're being us assholes and these little girls they were like couldn't be more than like breeding that's age. never a good statement hold on they were, like, they were in there they were at least in their they were, they were in their majority they, they were they were tweeners they were t- like, in their I, majority I they, were their least, they, they were tweeners they were <laughs> carrying they were they were young ladies they had stuff they had stuff uh, and geez. so they're wearing bikinis and they're wearing stuff they're, they're wearing bikinis and they're carrying stuff and they're walking in front of the van and Shane said, Shane. Shane goes, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you won't do that. I'll bet you won't hit that now. 
And I was like, oh no, my hand was already on the valve. <laughs> and these, we waited until they were right in front of an extremely rapey Ford Econoline band. <laughs> and when they were right in front of it and they were like chatting with each other. Is that the other, questionable title you're talking about? The extremely rapey van? Extreme, with yeah. no floor. <laughs> formerly oh, at the ba- Henry, yeah. With barely a floor. Barely a floor and formerly at the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. So the van's name was Henry. And hence... They're going across, and we wait till the gaggle of like six of them gets together, and one of them takes like one of them has like a message on her phone and has to show the other five, and then they congregate it right in front oh, of my van, yeah, okay. perfect on a walk light. They're calling you out there. Oh, oh yeah. dude, yeah. that's like a that's like a nod. Yeah. How many <laughs> iPhones broke? Well, it was great <laughs> because. I kept looking at the valve and looking at them, and they were like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And like, I, no. Of course, I turned the compressor on. And the compressor is like maximum. I mean, the compressor is at 125. And I was just like, give it. And we sent it. And it blasted these five or six girls to the point where they pulled up 100% Doug Henning execution levitation. No, that's a Gary Blaine. Oh yeah, so, yeah Blaine, David Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were no longer bounded by gravity. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything they owned went in the air. <laughs> and it was great because they all fell down at the same time. It was like bowling pins. And we just like we'd figured out a way to knock down fluff chicks. Nice. <laughs> and it was cool. Shit themselves? What's that? Did they shit themselves? There may have been soiling. You're not sure. Awesome. But the point was they went up and like at one time they were both scared and pissed at us. (laughs) But then, when they realized that they were going to yell at us, they looked in and saw three dudes with shaved heads wearing military coveralls and a German scatter camouflage covered rape van. And they realized... We gotta keep moving. Three of them knew that the fathers that warned them were right. (laughs) The other three that had been raised without father figures thought, these guys look cool. (laughs) (laughs) Better if you had an anorapist. The funniest thing was when we dug in the one wheel well and found every fucking. We did. Henry Ford Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The van, we hit a bump and things would fall out of the van. And so we hit another bump and more shit would fall out of the van. And so we were deciding to paint it. We decided it would be easier to paint over smooth surfaces than surfaces that weren't there. And so we reached down to the wheel wells and came up with a keychain. No, not a keychain. A key ring. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say conservative. It it had... 30 keys. Easily. Easily And they were all the Series 5200 padlock, like... Like, there's government shit inside what these keys open. Somebody lost the keys for the entire Henry Ford Museum. <laughs> we have They were in keys. the van. It was yeah. Senior Patron <laughs> who lost them. We still own them. We still own those keys. They're in Shane's garage hanging on the wall. I saw them the other day. But long and short of it is, eh, you know, horns are fun. Uh, Real quick question. Yeah. So bringing it back to your shop, the awesome shop that is Cleaver Moto. Uh, did yeah. you inherit this building from a children's uh, uh, daycare or something? Nope. No. Because the shop. toilet is five inches off the ground. I'm just, I'm just telling you. It's like, good we all got big dicks. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, 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 well. Are you the one that blew it up? Because I went no, in there and no. took a piss. And it's, yeah. Uh, 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 no, I'm, 
Hemingway. The water's cold. It's deep, too. Deep, too, yeah. It's colder near the street. It was an ice skate shop. It was an ice skate shop? Yeah. Yeah, there was a weird dude in here smoked cigarettes and sold ice skates to young people. Last name was Nasser. And he put a five-inch toilet. Nasser, yeah. His last name was Nasser. Oh, no. Oh, I get so there you go. Uh, all right. So it's a great I mean, way to ruin the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think we can go any further. Oh, by the way, uh, we did just get uh, I, well, uh, earlier where you guys were it's talking. Easy for I went to, to the say. bathroom and I realized that we are the number one motorcycle podcast in Cleveland. Hey! hey. County. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know what? We're people like Cleveland, and you're like in Cuyahoga County, and you're like, why do they get ethnic all of a sudden? <laughs> Bring the Native Americans into that shit. Ah, yeah, Cuyahoga County. It's like we're wearing headdresses all the time. Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga. All right, so on that, remember to ride fast and take chances. Sing us out. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-